0: we're gonna be here a little while yes uh so of course this is I don't even know what podcast number this is gonna be Um, four five six seven it's gonna be one of the early 10 11 12 (laughs) I can't put you that far (laughs) now I got a lot of good guys we got to squeeze in Um, but you've been one of the good ones for a number of years for me Um, I know who you are how about you introduce yourself to the people so that they know who you are well I'm Chase Peduano I've been polishing
1: for three and a half years. Yeah, three and a half. Um, it's uh, I'm from a little town in northeast Indiana uh, called Rome City. Um Did you say Rome City? Rome City. Rome City. Rome okay. City. Um uh, just been got into this and it's a little part-time gig for right now hoping to... So you're not full-time, you're part-time? No, I'm part-time. Um,
0: I actually drive truck full-time. So you your truck driver full-time. Yes. Polishing is nights and weekends or just um, weekends, just nights? It depends. Um, I get a
1: lot of guys that bring me, you know, rims, um, maybe a tank here or some air cleaners that I will work on after I get off work. Um, I do little stuff during the week, and then I save for like f- trucks and bigger stuff for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday save stuff for the weekend. Yes, yeah. for the weekend, so I know I can get it done.
0: Yeah, you know, and not leave the guy, their customer, hanging with a half polish. So you try truck. to work around your work schedule. Yes, and your boss is pretty flexible with that. Yes, sir. Doesn't have any issues <laughs> with you polishing on the side. No,
1: he is actually. Um, I I work for uh, a great boss and. That's actually probably why I'm not full-time right now. The only reason you haven't gone full-time?
0: That was going to be my next question. Because is, he hasn't gave me a reason to quit, you know? Because honestly, the only reason I went full-time is because of my previous boss. Like, yes. I, I still talk about it, and I mention it to just about everybody I talk to, is if yes. I wouldn't have had the boss I had and the attitude he had about his business, I'd probably still be a truck washer polishing on the weekends. And, you know, I love washing trucks. I I can relate to that, but mine's totally the opposite of you. you, Every time you and I have talked about it, you always mention how good your boss is. And I always tell you, like, this could be a full-time thing. I feel for you because you are a very talented individual. You haven't been doing it all that long, but you caught on early and you figured it out. You figured out the system, the metrics that go behind it. And I feel like you could make this a full-time thing if you ever had to, if push ever yeah, came to shove. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing to have in your back pocket with a wife and kid at home. Yes. Um, it's probably good extra. Oh yeah, yeah. Money. I
1: mean, it's it's uh, it's provided uh, vacations for us. That's you know. An awesome thing. Um. Well, you know, we just went on a week's vacation up the UP, and it paid for that. Um, That's You always know, cool. and I I like my toys, you know. Yeah. So and it helps pay for them. Don't we all? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been, um, it's come a long way in in, in three and a half years. Shoo, uh, I tell you, you know, it ain't all been easy. But ah, listen,
0: I always say like, the guys that say polishing is easy, or the business side is easy. They're skipping yeah. something. Yeah, it's like yeah.
1: it's not easy. I can I can agree with that. And I'll be honest with you, Evan. It's really to me. I do I do it for extra cash. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you can uh, relate to this. But me personally, when I take something that looks ragged, and when I'm done, and it looks pristine, yeah. shiny.
0: Self-satisfaction. I get a lot of self-satisfaction out of that. I I try to tell everybody like, it's instant gratification Yeah. It's like, you either know if it's good right away in that moment, or you know it's crap right away in that moment. I've had some of them. It's both ways. Yes, yes. And if it's crap, and you know what you're doing, you know the route to fix it. Or you know the road you have to take to get there. And if you don't, like I tell everybody, if you're inexperienced, start at the beginning, and finish mm-hmm. like a lot of people And you and I've had this conversation a few times and maybe you didn't realize we were having that conversation but sometimes when all else fails go back to square one yes sand I and work it back to polish like yeah. you don't want to always sand I try to avoid sanding yeah. at all costs me too I, I hate <laughs>
1: sanding. that's one of my one of my biggest things about polishing that I
0: do not, not like is sand. oh I hate it too if I can avoid it, yes. I try to avoid it like the plague. It's absolutely the worst part of our job. Yes, I, I, like I I'd polish a whole dump trailer if I didn't have to sand it. But yeah, like, and I'm not a big fan of big jobs. I I know, I know. <laughs> but it's one of those things that like I don't know. Anytime I gotta grab a sander, I know I just doubled my day. Yes, you know. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm it, i yeah. It's gonna. Drag I'm seeing my day that off.
1: more and more as I as I get for, you know, better at this. And it's like, like what you just said, I grab a sander and now I just double my day. Or I pull up on a job and I see that I have to sand it. And it's just like, uh, I just doubled my day, you know. <laughs> it's double the work, you know, it is. Yep. And sometimes it's
0: triple the work, I mean. Yeah, no, and we'll touch on that a little bit later when we talk about this week. Um, yeah, you pull up on it and you're like, yeah, I might still be able to get away with 220. Just, and yeah, we were rotary 220 and it was like uh no mm-hmm. grab the 180 yeah it's yeah. gonna be a long day and when day. you said that i kind of went oh uh, you know well so, it adds two extra steps yes and it took an eight step process and made it a 10 step process and those two extra steps added an extra i think just the 180 on the one side was i want to say two hours um it took us to 180, that one yes. side. So it essentially added four hours, two hours each side. It added four hours to, to our two days. Yes. I mean, I, I always equivalent everything to time because I can't purchase time. Time's the I one mean, thing yes. I can't purchase. Yes. And we've had this conversation too. Yep. Like um, time's just the one thing you can't buy. So if I just added four hours to my <laughs> my two days, like. Where it's do like, I ah, where do I recoup that time? Exactly. I don't. So here we yeah, are, yeah, having a podcast. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. A little late, but hey, but no, that's all right. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it's been a good three years. Um, You've done
0: some cool stuff in three and a half years.
1: Yes, I have. Um, well, the coolest or the biggest thing I've done is what me and you worked on together, uh, a trailer. I mean, I never had done a trailer. Had. A lot of guys want me to do it, but I just never um, had the courage, I guess, to do it. Um, I'll, let and you have, I'll let you have that. <clears throat> I had—I uh, don't think it was a courage issue as no. much as
0: I don't want to say a confidence issue either. I guess I, you, this is—you want to know the truth? I didn't want to lose my butt on it. Okay, so. That's a different situation. Yeah, it's not that you didn't have the courage or the confidence to do it then, because honestly, that's what I thought it was: is you just were uncomfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. You were more uncomfortable losing a bunch of money. Doing yeah, it. and once again, you and I have had this conversation before that you you were quite a bit more on the perfectionist side yes. before you and I started yes. hanging out and talking. Yes, and I kind of. Right. I've kind of walked you off that ledge a little bit.
1: And when I came to you and spent, what, two and a half days with I think you? It was two and a half days, yeah. You, I think I got more out of that just sitting and talking to you when we were at your house. Yeah.
0: And at night after we were all done polishing. It's great because you can soak in that information. Yes. And then come to the house. Sit down and we can regurgitate everything that yes. we went through for the day and just kind of like soak in and bask in the day.
1: And I took, well, oh, I, I tell you this repeatedly that I took a lot of what you said that night to yeah. heart about, because like you just said, I was trying to get everything perfect. And <clears throat> you know, you reiterated you got to do what the customer wants and what
0: the customer's happy with. And that's one thing I try to train every new polisher that comes through. Everybody wants to do 200% on the job, and I get it. Like, I was that same guy, and I wish somebody like myself would have grabbed me by my hair and pulled me away from the first thousand trucks I did in the first six years I was in business and yelled at me and told me, Stop doing more than the customer wants. Yes, amen. that was the. It, it is still a struggle to. to it day. is. It is. Like you saw me even these last two days, it wasn't my customer. It was your customer. Yeah. So like I still, when your customer would walk around and he was looking at stuff, I'm like, are you happy? And he's like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've seen. Like, and me
1: and you were sitting there
0: thinking, and he's got two other polished trailers. I know. So he's seen other jobs. I know. And I'm
1: thinking, I'm. I in, that trailer looked good to me. No, it was good.
0: It you know, was good. But could could have been considering where it started, yes. that thing is beautiful. Yeah. Compared to where it started. Yeah. That thing was white, it was dry, dry. it was miserable. Yes. We took one eighty and one eighty didn't touch it no. on a rotary.
1: And you were worried about that
0: you were I like, was worried about grabbing my 120 that I have in my yeah in my tote because you thought man. and drop it to a five inch yes to start at 120 because I know 120 is gonna cut anything I throw at it yeah so I was I was nervous I was gonna I know I the 120 because if I grabbed the 120 it's 120 150 we well, just added four more steps or two more steps no we'd have added four yeah four more 120 step. and 150 yeah. and two of each yeah so like we'd have added another 10 hours to the to two days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you, you and I, we got through the one eighty on the rotary and the one eighty on the DA. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, if I push just a little harder on the two twenty, I can break that edge. We're not going to get all the pits out. Yeah. But this customer wasn't looking for a ten thousand dollar polish job. There you go. That's and if, the thing. If if I wanted to drop down to one twenty, it'd instantly been a ten thousand dollar polish job. Was like we'd have been stuck on it three days, yeah, at least three days, and you wouldn't have got to go to your anniversary, <laughs> and I'd have missed my and, anniversary. And you would have been dead. That's just yep. how it have been. We wouldn't have had heaven no more. <laughs> <laughs> so we did what we did. Yeah, customer was happy, and it's still a struggle because I look at it and I'm like, it's good. Yeah, I. But if we'd have gone to 120, it'd, it'd have been better. Great. Yeah, it been, <laughs> but been. this guy's not going and parking. No. At the Dallas Truck Show or Louisville no, Truck Show, and
1: that's Show. what he told me. Yeah. And when he told me that, I was like, okay. And then you, we we started with two tr- tw- twenty, and you were like, no, we're gonna have to do one uh, eighty. Because
0: there's a level I I won't go below. Yeah. Like there's there's a level I won't let myself put out quality below that level. Yeah. Yeah, and, I've, I'm and I knew to... I knew 220 wasn't gonna cut it. Yeah, like if we had just sanded 220, it'd have been below my comfort threshold. Even though the customer probably would have been happy with it. Yeah, exactly. There's a level I won't go below, and but, 220 was where that cutoff was.
1: Just like you said, though, we wasted—not wasted—four hours. We had four hours. <laughs> yeah. But if you notice, I noticed it
0: today. We blew through that other side. Yeah, the extra sanding we put in yesterday on the 180 really made a big difference. Yes. Because the sanding was softer, the metal was more prepared for it, and the passenger side was worse to begin with. It was. With. So it's like, we did put in, I feel like we put in an extra hour's worth of sanding on that passenger side, and I feel like that's why it came out so nice, versus the driver's side that wasn't as bad to begin no. with, and we spent an hour less on it. yeah I felt like if we just stuck that extra hour into the driver's side, it may have been a little better. But both sides match now. Oh yeah. Both sides look exactly the same. And I always say you can't, you can't, you will never.
1: If there is a difference, you're never going to tell because you can't, you see, can't both see both, both sides the at the same, same time. time. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I can agree with that.
1: And you know, as we got going, I I love Bill. He's he's a good good guy, uh, and uh, he's treated me well. And that's why I wanted to do his trailer,
0: and that's why I called you. So, would you say, this is one of our questions I usually ask, is what's been the highlight of your career? Would you say that's been one of your highlights? Yes.
1: To have, to polish that trailer with you, um, yes, that's... And I gotta say, I'm
0: honored. Um, I I know we haven't talked about this yet. Nobody really knows. Like, You you drive truck. That's your full-time gig. Yes, sir. You polish on the side. Yep. You also build model trucks. Yes. And these aren't just like... (laughs) Cheap model trucks. These are legit no. model trucks.
1: Handcrafted. Uh, you only use a few parts that are pre-made. Um, I mean, that Most I, of I,
0: this stuff you're making yourself, right?
1: Yes. Um,
0: it blows my mind.
1: Uh, am I actually working on your truck? And um, it might be ten
0: years from now before you Listen, get it. I told you. I'll tell you until I'm blue in the face. Like I don't care. As long as I get it before I retire. Yeah. And so no, what you'll have? i you got like I'm. I'm <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm shooting for 17 years. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm shooting for 55. Well, so. I might have to be retired to finish it. So, <laughs> and I'm say, older than you. With, so, with the busier your, your polishing gets. Well, and that's get what get I was going to
1: kind of explain to you that uh, that is a hobby that started probably 10 years ago now. Really? Yeah. Um, See, and I have really a,
0: some of the model truck groups. Yes, and, and that's I, how you knew me I had always seen you in those groups. yes and a lot of people were asking you all the time like where'd you get this piece yes. or where'd you get that piece I of? get that a lot and then I'd always see like you'd always say like I built it yes. like I made it out of I took this shell and modified it yes. and made it happen yes and that that is
1: uh, I could talk about that all day because that's just a hobby that I get and I love trucks I love semis I bought my dad and my grandfather both drove my dad still drives, his an owner operator. And I've just been around him all my life, and I've, I've, I've always been infatuated with them, And uh, I always wanted to own one, and I never had the money to own one, so I thought, well, I'll just build my own. It's wild. That's cheaper. And I just, you know, got into following Davis Brothers, um, you know, seeing some of the custom rigs that they made. Yep. Um, uh, Vinny. Yeah, you know, seeing some of the his trucks. Yeah. Um there's some we got some guys around my area that have some nice custom trucks. I've actually built one. Uh uh, with his truck and he bought it off of me. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. So, I got into that and started building them because it was cheaper than buying a real one. So, <laughs> and that's the I'm that's the honest Listen, truth.
0: I I'm kind of a I don't know what to call it. Like, I'm not a full collector. Yes. Um, but I tried to collect DCP. You're familiar with the DCP yep. build? 164. I try to collect the DCP 164 builds of trucks I've polished. Yeah. Yep. You know how hard it is to find? And they're expensive. And they're ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So, like, yeah. when I started seeing that you were, like, hand-making these things, I was like, these things got to be 10 right. grand. Like, I had no idea what that was even worth. So like, when I asked you if you'd make one, yeah. I was like, I, honestly, I, I didn't care. Honestly, I wouldn't even know what to charge you. Right. be honest with you. Right. I mean, like, I just want something cool to remember my truck. Like, when I retire, God forbid, my kids sell it to somebody. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's, it's not very useful. It's a great marketing tool, but I moved it's some trailers like around. like a real model. It, yeah. Is. Yeah, it, really mean, is. it is it's it really like is a, it's like a, it's a, it's a toy yeah. for me like I don't drive truck yep I've, I've never driven truck. I don't have any truck drivers in my family, but you like them. but I love trucks yep. so for me one. it's a toy like it, it's a, it's a glorified lawn ornament like someday I'll probably just park it on my lawn somewhere then you but, know you've made it When you park <laughs> that thing as a lawn ornament in your yard, you know you've made it. I just want to take the model that you build and set it on my desk. So while I'm editing YouTube videos or whatever I do in retirement, you can I can sit there and look at it without having to go out in my yard. Yeah. <laughs> and it could it.
1: be a good conversation piece. And I'm sure
0: know? it'll be a great conversation I piece. Mean, I mean, my cabover has been a great conversation piece at many of shows. I actually met the guy that used to drive it while it was out in California. Oh, really? Like, it's a crazy story. The guy just happened to be at Whupon. He gave me all the stories on why the door handles ripped on the inside, I, why the pockets, I love them stories why maybe. the pockets missing. Like his time card was still in the rotary
1: time card thing
0: in the dash and it had his name on it. Like that was the only reason I believed the guy because it was like, how could you possibly know that the inside of my door handle was ripped with the door closed and why the pocket was missing? Like how would you know that stuff unless you literally knew that? So he gave me a whole ton of backstory on how paper transport came about this truck, um, why the door jams are brown and the outside's blue and white. Like it was a root beer brown truck underneath that and it was it's a big long story behind that. But it, it's a super cool story. And now not only did I get a stack of papers three inches thick on every service record from the day it was brand new, wow. but now I actually got to meet the driver the that driver drove that it while he was there. Like that's that's cool. It's a cool piece of history. And I really think your builds are gonna go down in in the long term of what you've done. I think those are going to go down as some of the coolest builds, and a lot of people can't disagree with that. A lot of people agree with the fact that you're one of the better builders. And I don't consider myself to be the better, one of the better
1: builders. And Humble's good. Humble's and, and Well, I know, but I really don't because um, there's a lot of other good guys out there that can it. There help. are. Um, I will... I'm going to not switch the subject, but I will tell you what um, a project that I am working on that might take me 20 years to finish, <laughs> but it's a 1 14th scale. One fourteenth. That would be this. Tr- the truck itself is two foot long. That's oh. that's the truck, and it's a 300 inch wheelbase. It will be on air ride. Really, air ride, like you can hook up air to it. The... Yeah, it'll have a little micro air compressor, and I'll have a switch on. It's radio controlled, <laughs> three speed transmission. Um, I'll be able to hit a switch and slam it to the ground, and then when I want to ride height, pump it up and it'll go to ride height. Really? Yes. Um. This has kind of been a low-key thing because it's not cheap. And, again, polishing is paying for
0: that. You know, I've looked into some of the radio-controlled model stuff. Those things are expensive, like ridiculously expensive.
1: Everything's made out of aluminum and stainless steel. That's crazy. a A lot of my parts, me being the way I am, can't have anything that I buy stuff that I need to make the basic truck and then that's when I you work all the stuff that I want to put on it, I make myself that's awesome so um like I said it could be 20 years before I even get it running but um it's a 386 um I thought about I and I'm just in love with 386 they're like my I love a 379 but 386 Honestly, Ever since Davis Brothers
0: done that one, Davis Brothers and Chad Berry, I tell yes, everybody, both those were the two trucks yep. that changed my mind yes. on arrows are cool. Yep. Like and before that, I was like, eh, they're okay. And Clinton Dix, like he builds some really yeah. awesome stuff. Like yeah. he even built a cool Volvo I seventy-five Chrome Shop. Like <laughs> yeah. how many guys can say they took an Aero model Volvo and made it, look it cool? Made, made, you yes. know, like he turned it into a Harley Davidson edition, and it was just wild. Davis Brothers and Chad. Chad.
1: And Chad. And uh, I just I fell in love with them trucks. And so I'm doing this truck and is one of them, and I don't know what paint scheme I'm gonna put on it, or if I am going with the buzzkill. which I've already done that one for
0: for Davis Brothers. That that
1: that was a that brings
0: me back to my original point was I'm honored that you put me in that conversation of the highlight of your career. Yes. Simply because I saw the model you built for Davis Brothers, and that you handed them. Yes. Like, that thing is insane. Like, so for me to be in that same conversation with you handing something that—how long do you think that took you to build? Um, almost took me two years. So <laughs> almost took me something two years. that took you two years yeah. to build. I'm honored to be in that same conversation for something that we did in two days. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I got to teach you some stuff over the last two days. Yes, that you have. kind of put the last of the pieces together from what I you didn't so. catch when you were up by yeah. us. And there's gonna be little things over the next five or 10 years of your career that you're gonna be like, I'm stumped, can you help me out? Yeah, oh, and, and believe me, I won't be afraid to <laughs> And I, I I like taking your calls. I always, you're one of the good guys. So like, I enjoy when you call, because it's, it's, it's never just about the polishing, like, I'll tell you one of my pet peeves. One of my pet peeves is the guy that calls me every week or texts me every day and like, hey, I don't know how to fix this. Sends me a picture. Show me how to do this. And it's not like if it happens once or twice, like here and there. Okay. I get it. People run into stumps and I try to help everybody out. But when you message me every day, every time you run into a stump, it's like, it's not that I don't want to help those people, but it's like you have to learn some stuff on your own. Like, I will help everybody, but if I hold your hand the entire way, you're never going to retain anything or remember anything because I've given you everything. So next time you run into the same issue, like I have, I have a couple guys in my DMs that will ask me the same question once a month. And some of these guys message me every day, and they don't take my advice, and they do it their own way. I'm like, you've wasted 20 minutes of my day for nothing. I'm going to tell and, you, he's got a lot of DMs, guys. <laughs> Jeez, I I don't even know how
1: he does it all. But. but when you call, it's like, hey, how's it going? How's your family? Like, And, I've, and, and I was going to... And you genuinely I, care. I don't think I've ever called you, and I could be wrong on this, but I don't ever think I've ever called you to ask you how to do something and I've you know, always only called you about buffs yeah like, is this the right buff I should be using? yeah um that's a simple answer we can get it over and done with no yeah problem. and but I always I want to know when I call you you know how you're doing and and that's my first thing you know is to ask you
0: how you're doing and how's listen, your day most guys get in a bind And it's like, all right, i got to get this job done so my customer can get rolling again. I just need to know real quick, can you answer a question for me? I have no problem with that. Like, if you're in a hurry, cool. Call me on your way home and be like, ah, dude, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. That's all I want to hear. And I'm good. I don't need much more than that. Just, if you're just taking out of the bank... All day, every day, yeah. and not you put gotta it back give, in. Yes, you gotta give. Uh, it's give and it take. It hurts. Like and I feel like I take part of my soul out when I help some of these. Like, I know, and I and I, I want to help everybody.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm a lot. I'm a good. I'm a good dude. Uh, I treat everybody how they treat me. You are. Um, and I don't see. I look at you and I see, you know, what you deal with on your phone and stuff, and I don't know how you keep how you stay the next guy. And I, that's, I separate
0: business from life. Yeah. Like, you have to, I guess. You have to. And it, it was a hard road to hoe
1: for a long
0: time to try and <laughs> figure sure, out. I'm sure, man. Like, I didn't separate those two and I take my work home with me. I mean, you, you were at my house for a few yes. days and you saw that, like, I will still answer my phone when yes. I'm home with my wife and kids. Yeah. Like, I don't always, but I do a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, I I literally can't feel every call that comes in, because like, I I wouldn't see my wife and kids. Either. I know, and that's yeah. Like you saw it, my phone rings like all night. I know, I know, and 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 then that, that's
1: what floors me because there has been times that I have texted you, and I'm not bashing you by any means, but it was three days later that he got back to me. <laughs> Now, did I get mad at him? No. Yeah. I know he's a busy
0: man, and I know he has a, a wife and two girls. And that's why, that's why I appreciate you, is because you understand that, and you don't get mad when like, I look at the text and I'm like, it's not one of those life or death things. Right. I, I'll message him as soon as I get an open opportunity. And you, usually when I get a text
1: from him if it, and it's like, hey, sorry, I was busy, and then he'll answer my question. And I text him, understand, buddy. Thank you for the info. <laughs> I mean, I understand yeah. because, um, you know, being around you, the little amount that
0: I have, yeah, I, I see how busy yeah. you are.
1: And you're doing more than just polishing.
0: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's gotten into product in the yeah. YouTube how-tos and everything. And your
1: else. own stuff, Evan. Yeah. When I was up there, when I came up to your shop yep. and you were just starting that. Yeah. And you know you were testing stuff at that yeah. time, and you were really too. That's... You were on the phone a lot. Yeah. I mean, we were polishing two trucks, but you were on the phone answering the My phone. My headset saves me so yeah. much. Yeah, and, like, and so um, I mean he'd me be TV over right there, there and, we'll keep going. and I thought he'd be talking to me, but he <laughs> was talking on his headset. You know, so yeah. I mean you were, uh, I could see it, and I was, and you were under the gun because Louisville was coming up, yeah. which we thought was going to happen.
0: Um, it didn't end up happening. Yeah, which might have been a
1: blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, I think it was. It gave me a good building year, and uh, yeah, I think it gives us a good platform to move into
1: next year. And when that when that got canceled, I you know, I didn't ever. I I knew I was like, yeah, it's gonna be okay. You know. Yeah, he's, no. he's, there's enough guys. You have enough. We've a good support group. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and it's very loyal. And I I tell you what, I'm and I I'm one of the loyalest guys. Yeah, I'm I very loyal to anybody that is uh that helps me or is just nice to me and you've been nothing but nice and what we known each other probably how long ago was
0: it that I met you I think it was like three years it ago. had to be three years ago it was I think it was literally right after you started polishing yeah I didn't even know you polished yeah I knew you was the model truck guy yeah <laughs> yeah no that's what you said to me when I came up you're like yeah. you're the model truck guy yeah when I saw you at Louisville that year I was like i've seen this guy before yeah like, this is the model truck guy that i looked up to yeah. i was like i know i couldn't do it so like meeting you i was like this is pretty awesome yeah It's like i'm seeing the guy that's doing stuff <laughs> like doing something real yeah, yeah.
1: It, you know and i was just like the
0: model truck guy he that- all right so this transition for me is pretty simple um <laughs> you definitely are <laughs> We need to work on this. I need to, like, tilt the camera that way. But for the people that are listening to the podcast, they're not going to know that the YouTube version looks uh, ridiculous. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it does. I'm,
1: like, looking at ourselves, and, you know, for once, I'm taller
0: than you. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sloucher. I'm, I'm a terrible sloucher. I, I think polishing has definitely made my posture even worse. Yes. I like, would. you slumped over yeah. all the time. Me being tall, I hit my head on everything. Um... So I think it's uh, it's definitely made it worse, but nonetheless, you're definitely shorter. Yes, I am definitely shorter. <laughs> uh, I'm six seven. You are six six flat. Yeah, I'm gonna say six flat. Six flat. So I mean, it's only seven inches different. It's not Just a lot. Just seven. I mean, shit. <laughs> One <of> them,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, let me say you, when you're cutting behind him and you know his reach, and he weight wants span? he wants you to go past his. To come back and you guys. Was got that a
0: struggle today? Like, did it suck?
1: Um, no, because it felt like they were smaller today than what they were. <laughs> were you trying to help me out? Yeah. You, were you
0: taking it easy you, on me or something? Yesterday, I looked over and you were like. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I at one point your arms were like shaking, trying yes. to get over far enough. Yes. and I'm like, <sighs> I'm terrible at that. Like, I have a very distinct pattern. Yes. And it's. Noticeable and being tall, like it's just comfortable for me. I, like I've said in a couple of my YouTube videos, like the width of your shoulders is about yep. what you should do. I, I was, was doing over that, okay. My arms are fairly strong from 20 years of doing and this, I can, and I was a drummer, so like I, I have very good forearm muscles, so I can span about another yeah, six inches I, outside I, of each of my shoulders. I, I <laughs> So I yesterday, mean, uh, yesterday I was doing my normal spam. Yes, you were. And then I looked over and I saw you and I'm like, ah, oh, dude. And then this morning when I woke up and my shoulders were sore, I was like, I know you had to be sore. Like, I'm actually not sore. Really? Yeah, I'm actually not sore. Well, then I shouldn't have took it easy on you today. But <laughs> I appreciate that you did because I wasn't shaking as bad today. And I, I looked over today and you were just... Your pattern was so smooth today. You were in your comfort zone, and I was like, I should have done that on the other side. I felt terrible. It was when I got to that first fender, and I looked over, and you were like, Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh man, I feel terrible because yeah. like, and that's when you knew every time when I,
1: it was too long, like, because I got the, you know, when you flip that you buffer that, that pressure, me, me, that you take it me. just a little yeah. bit. It
0: does that chop. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the worst. <laughs> So it was like, I, I knew I needed to change it up. And, and you did today, and I noticed it.
1: And, and it I, definitely helped you. And it went for, I think we both went faster. Yeah, you know. for what
0: it's worth, like you use less compound if you do smaller sections. Like, yeah, I I just like to get, I don't know. I get in my zone and I've been doing it. I'm so set in my ways, like. Well, that's one thing you'll never hear. I will never
1: complain. I'll just yeah. do my, I, just I know go. you just do it. I just go. I know when you didn't so did complain once no. yesterday. When I get if there's a job to be done that's the type of person I am,
0: let's just put our heads down and get it done. And we were doing like I was doing primary cut, cross cutting to to get a little more out of a, a nasty piece we were working on. Yes. And then you were doing the secondary cut. Clean to everything. To clean up. everything yep. up and move all the compound down. Yep. And Which that was one thing that um
1: I didn't quite understand. Yeah. But now I got a better knowledge I, of I that. I felt like
0: I explained it
1: when you were up there. But when we, when I was up there with you, we were actually polishing trucks, customers' yeah. trucks. We were working on customers. So, though. yeah. Basically, when I went to you, what was the first thing when you started polishing? What did I tell you? I know what I need to do. I know what I'm doing
0: wrong. It was pressure. Yeah. Yours was pressure, 100. percent Yes. And honestly. 9 out of 10 polishers that I talk to it's always a technique or pressure issue. Like either your overlap isn't tight enough or your pressure doesn't match the overlap you're putting out. So like if you have light pressure, you got to be really super tight. If you have heavy pressure, you really need to be super tight. Like if you find that middle zone, you can loosen your overlap up a little bit because the pad is covering it. Like most people if you don't put a whole lot of pressure on or you put a lot of pressure on, the pad usually only touches yes, like half inch, mm-hmm. quarter inch. And everybody's like, oh, I'm only moving up a quarter inch. Well, yes, even though your pad is only touching a quarter inch and moving up a quarter inch sounds fine. But if you move up a quarter of an inch from where your quarter of an inch was, you're missing and an you're eighth. Mi- yeah, and that's, you're missing an eighth yeah. in between there. And that's the hardest thing for most people to understand. So once I watch people do it or I hear it, I can hear it usually before I see it. I can too now, since I've been up there. Yeah, so the first thing you yeah. did was you put the buffer on and I was like, oh, it's a pressure issue. And you're like, wait, how'd you figure that out so fast? Yep. And I was like, I can hear it. Like, mm-hmm. Your overlap was good. It just didn't match And that's why you,
1: you've actually, um, well, you started following me on Instagram when we first met. Yep. And then I started posting pictures of me polishing. Yeah. And I had some, my brother took some videos of me, and you were always like, you have great overlap. Yeah.
0: You were like, your lines are tight. The, that's the hardest thing for me to see. Like, when, when people are having issues, and I know they're like trying, like you were, I always tell everybody, like, send me a video. Yeah. But it's still so hard. Like, your phone does not get the quality audio no. it needs to get to be so, able to hear. Yeah. Like, I can see that your overlap is great, but I couldn't hear that your pressure wasn't enough to cover that overlap.
1: And well, actually, I just posted a video and you actually just commented on it. You right. Know, yeah, and I was like, oh God, he, you know, I'm doing something right, yeah. Evan commented on my yeah. video. So, and I wasn't at that time putting very much pressure on it.
0: And I, I can tell you that. I try not to comment too much because some people some people look at it as I'm being a dick or I'm being a critic. And I'm not. Like, I I think yours, the comment that you're talking about was it was a video you posted up of you buffing mm-hmm. and I just said mm-hmm. nice overlap. Nice overlap. That's what you said. And like some people think I'm taking a shot at that and it's no, not. I'm, I didn't. I'm giving credit where it's due. Yeah. Like your overlap is great. But then when you message me and you're like, Okay, so my overlap was great, why am I still getting these lines? And it's like, oh shit. I know. Why like now. I know. Sh- I, sho- I, sho- I shoved my foot in my mouth because I told you it was good overlap, and then you're like, "How come I have white lines?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I feel terrible." But no, I had it. You I and I had that respect that we didn't. Yeah, I never, have that I never taken. Yeah, I I've never. had some people
1: that, and I understand. Um, you know, you do have people out there that are <laughs> like that, and but no, I never take. But my thing was when I went to you. And like I said, we were polishing because it was kind of just a spontaneous thing that yeah, I was, came up
0: there. You had some free time. I had some. Yeah. I kind of had some light schedule. We made I it mean, it was there.
1: like it all happened like in a week. Yeah. You know? And they I mean, messaged
0: me, like, what are you doing in two weeks? And I'm like, shit i'll make it work yeah
1: exactly and i'm like okay
0: i'll be up there you know and then you know we, you we pulled
1: that truck in and i remember i you know i was all suited up ready to go nervous as crap because it's Evan's in your cut. white outfit yeah
0: <laughs> no i didn't have it then. oh you didn't have it along yeah. yeah that's right i wear it now that's though right. i know i'm tyvex yeah. suit there's nothing wrong with that i know a lot of polishers that wear Tyvek suits but um it's safer for you i, I won't disagree with that well i, just I do it just on, to stay clean there. A little bit cleaner yeah. than what you see. I always hear two different ways. The guys that wear the, wear the Tyvek suits, half either tell me they do it to stay clean, the other half tell me they do it because it's safer. And no, I'm, they're probably not
1: wrong. The only reason I wear full face respirators keep the stuff out of my eyes. Really? That's the only reason. Yeah. I hate masks. I do it for. Yeah. I hate masks. I'm sorry, but I hate masks, and I wear the full face. I might as well put the things on if I want to have it on to save my lungs. Yeah, but basically the key—I hate stuff. I know guys that wear
0: the full face masks and take the respirators, yes. the filters off, yeah, just I've because they it. don't want the eyeliner. Yeah, I'm like. Oh, just put the filter on. I, and like, that's the way you're I... You're there,
1: just finish it. Though. Actually, my wife says I look good in eyeliner, so... But anyway... <laughs> Mine that's, always did, too. That's
0: not stop that. saying yeah. that. We don't like eyeliner.
1: But I just, I don't like it in my eyes, around my eyes. I don't either. Because I feel like if I do polish without a respirator, which I have because I forgot sometimes... I my
0: respirator at home a time or two.
1: Well, you got to understand, a lot of the polishing jobs that I do do, no, the guys don't have barns. So yeah. I'm out in that 90 degree sun, Ugh. and it gets hot
0: in that thing. I forgot my respirator on a trip to 75 Chrome one year.
1: Oh my gosh! It was Florida.
0: 100 degrees <laughs> outside in Florida, no mask. I was like, where can I go buy one? Yeah. Like it was brutal. Like Clint gave us his shop to use, but even out of the sun, like it was just sweat rolling. Yes. And my eyes just hurt, and I'm like, I will never forget my respirator again. Two weeks later, I forget my respirator. I'm working jobs, like such an idiot. So it
1: goes into, like I'll start a truck with a mask on, but by the noon, I got the mask laying over there and and I'm getting it in my eyes and that's the worst because I feel like my eyes are scratchy for a day. Well, your eyes, like. So that's why I wear it and now I pretty much wear it 100%. Yeah,
0: I was sweating pretty hard I was too. Uh, I not, t- not today as bad as yesterday.
1: It didn't seem today was as bad as yesterday.
0: End of the day when we were working on the the uprights, when I was doing all the oh, uprights. the sun was getting you. The sun was hammering yeah. me. I was like, it's that was, I didn't start sweating until the end of the day. But yesterday, I was sweating so bad, like I got a couple sweat beads in my eyes, in the mask, yeah. and I'm like, ah. Can't, and you, you were like trying to rub your eye, but you can't so get it. So I had to, to it. take it off. Yeah. Grab the inside of my shirt because the outside of my shirt is covered in sanding dust and crap, and I'm wiping it. Yep. And I'm like, oh my god, it burnt so bad. I or another one. For like or like, you get an itch under any of your nose when you got your mask on. I actually figured out that nose cup. Yeah. If you slide it down a little it'll bit, it's <laughs> that one spot that you always get on like the yeah. inside of your yeah. nose. It'll get it. You just gotta slide it down, slide it back it'll up. It's weird how we talk about <laughs> stuff, you know. It's just. crazy. 'Cause it's stuff that happens to us on a regular yeah. basis, you know? It's like yeah. how do you how do you get around it without fully taking it off. off every time something happens, right? But that this still brings me into the transition of what really got you started in it? Like I, you were how long have you been doing the model trucks? Uh ten I think it's ten years now. So ten years. And yeah. you were driving truck for how long?
1: Uh, I've been driving trucks since I was nineteen. Um I, I actually so I don't want to age you, but how long is that? Uh, I, I almost I drove. I'm gonna I'll I'll give you a backstory here real quick. Um, I started driving ready mix truck, yep. concrete truck, yep. when I was nineteen, and uh, twenty
0: years ago. Yes. So you're a year older than me. I'm forty. Oh, so you're two older yes. years older than me. Oh, oh congratulations. Many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, hey. we'll take that out. It'll yeah. be all right.
1: Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. No, but anyways, uh, I'm allowed to let like two or three slip through. Yeah, FCC was
1: there. (laughs) But anyways, I uh, I drove. I started driving a ready mix truck, and um, you know, being new, I had steel wheels, and uh, all these other guys had all aluminum. So I finally, after two years, got a truck with aluminum rims. Paint was horrible. Beat up. But I sit there and I polished and I sanded and I pol all by hand, by just hand, all by hand. Yeah. I started with like 800 grit wet sanding paper and I'd be out there spray, you know, just shining them getting with. It smooth. Oh yeah, and uh, got the truck cleaned up, paint's half off of it, and but I had shiny rims. Yeah, I mean they were slick as butter, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, I just always it's kind of started there, and uh, I would have guys ask, "How'd you get them?" So, and i would be like, you know, elbow grease. Elbow man. grease. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're nice." And I always had uh, always had shiny aluminum, and uh, on all my trucks, and had a clean truck, and uh, got tired of that yeah. after about 10 years of doing that. Yeah. Um, I got tired of it, and I went on YouTube and. Uh, typed in how to polish an aluminum wheel
0: and lo and behold, Evan Stagger came it. You know, so I started one of my best videos, as is, is crazy as it is, is how to polish an aluminum wheel. Like That video is one of my oldest videos too and it wasn't really yeah. well done. It was shot on a GoPro Hero 3. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I was going to say, GoPro, I couldn't hardly hear what you were saying, <laughs>
1: it was but I could see what you were doing. I didn't know what you were doing it with. I mean, I know there was something round on the grinder. yeah. And uh, so um, I watched another video and uh, I, I, so then I went on a mission looking for buffs Sure. and compounds. And I'll tell you the first buff I bought was a white one yeah. with blue rouge. Give him a shout out, whoever it was. A Zephyr. A Zephyr, yeah. A <laughs> Zephyr, no. No.
0: It's fine.
1: I know, and okay. you've always said that, and that's what uh, you know, I, I respect like, about you, Evan, is that you would never, if I would have came to you and said, Zephyr's readily available in my area, which it is, um, um, you would have said, bring it, and I'll train you on it. Make it work. And I, you know, I
0: love that about you. And right. I, I know we'll catch some flack for this, but a few years ago, I was with another company that it was not frowned upon to bash other people for product I've grown out of that and I've learned that within the last two years I started to realize like half the people that DM me aren't buying the same product I'm using which is fine because I started with the same stuff they're starting with Mm -hmm. so I got to thinking about it one night and I'm like why am I frowning upon people that are using the same product I started with like I use Zephyr I used, um, what's the stuff you can get at Peterbilt? Keystone. Keystone. I, yeah. I used Keystone when I I've started. i used some of theirs. And a little insight, I started the same way you did. I hand sanded everything, yeah. wet sanded we were it, talking about, and that. hand polished. I used Blue Magic for the yeah. first six years of my White career. Diamond? White Diamond? No, Blue Magic it, was, it. was like, it. I didn't use anything other than Blue Magic. I still didn't know why people hired me. like. <laughs> I, I didn't even you use a machine yeah. like I really need to go and I need to post up some pictures from when I first started to where I am now oh I I can do, do that great. right now yeah it's not great like, I can do that now some of my old pictures are not awesome like I still I look back at some of that and I'm like I cannot believe that guy paid me this much money to do that because but I you know was, what
1: he loved it
0: he did they did they all did yeah and some of the guys were like hey you know if you do it this way you could probably get a better result and it was like all of a sudden people started turning me on to buffs and i was like i don't want to kill myself because yeah. the 6000 rpm grinder is going way too fast and then all of a sudden it spiraled into all of a sudden i figured out how to use it and i tried watching youtube videos and there wasn't content out that's where I'm lucky is that, you know, we have people like Evan that post stuff on YouTube to help us out. There's getting to be more guys putting out quality content on YouTube that actually, maybe they don't explain as well as they could, but they're at least showing their process. Yeah. And I think giving back to the industry that feeds you is one of the most gratifying and Great things you can do, like I—I I probably would have never met you. No. Being from, um, you're on the eastern side of Indiana. Yep. I, I probably wouldn't have ever met you, other than maybe the chance possibility you and I cross paths at Davis Brothers. Yeah. But without YouTube, I don't know if if we would have crossed paths. No, I don't think so. I mean, there's enough trucks in your area. There's enough trucks in my area. Oh. And we may yeah. never have crossed paths. Yeah. And the thing of it, when the YouTube started, so I saw that
1: you made the YouTube video, so I instantly, you know, at that time, what I really was, I got just had gotten Instagram, so I found you on Instagram. Sure. And then it kind of went from there. Well, I bought the, I had no idea, but I bought the white buff and the yellow bar, because I or the blue bar, because I thought it was cool. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I'm not. And cramping. the blue bar is the most. Yeah. Like it's a. It's a great bar. So I take but it back. But it's very picky. Yes. So it's the hardest bar to work with.
1: So I take it back. <laughs> I got I got a grinder, and so I put the white buff on there, and I put the blue rouge on, it, and I start, and I'm like, this doesn't look nothing like what. adjust it. the camera? You can keep talking. I I I just was like, this ain't nothing like what you know what I just saw on this video. So. Um, So I started doing more research, and uh, you know, spent a lot of money, honestly, just to polish my (laughs) own rims, and uh, got it. You know, continued to watch more videos that Evan had put out, and other guys too. I'm not. I mean, I watch. I'm open to everything. You know, everything. I tend to come back to you because I like your techniques and how you do stuff. Yeah, we've become Um, very similar. Yeah, and. so and eventually I finally got it. It might not have been good, but it looked good in my eyes. Well it looked good in other guys' eyes because then I'm driving this ready mix truck around with I mean these nice looking rims and it was I'd pull into a truck stop and a you know, a truck driver would come over to me. This is the nicest looking ready mix truck I've ever seen. You know, because <laughs> I, once I got good, my first tank I ever <coughs> polished was on our trucks is an aluminum fuel tank, but they paint everything. Yeah. So I took paint stripper and stripped Strip the paint off. Yeah. And polished the that's tank. And then awesome. The water tank behind our behind our cab that holds our water. Yep. That's aluminum. Yep. So I stripped all the paint off that yep. thing and polished that. So. That's outstanding. Um, and then our alumin our chutes were aluminum. So right. I stripped all the paint off of that. Really? Yeah. So like everything on my every I was gonna I've never seen a polished chute. Oh yeah, they look awesome. But when you first when you pour the concrete yep. acid in the yep. concrete yep. it just it's like putting acid on aluminum. I aluminum bet goes. it looks cool as hell. Oh though. it does. I mean and, like pulling I, through a parade or the going only thing through a show I would have been didn't cool. Didn't ever get to do that. I wanted to do and a, uh, another guy got into it with me, an older gentleman, but I would do his rims for him. He was just like me, he kept a nice truck, and sure. shiny. Rims. Our the fenders that go over the back of the, the drive axles yeah. and cover the tags, them are aluminum. And they,
0: I, want, I wanted to strip them and polish I them. I have one really good customer that has a show mixer mixer that yep. he uses just for parades yep. and And, yeah, we polish everything on that thing. But I look at all the other trucks we do for them, and, like, the wheels are trashed year after year after year because the acid just tears them up. And I look at the fenders, and I'm like, I am glad he doesn't ask us to do these because the show truck is nice, but these things would be miserable to try and maintain year after year after year.
1: Well, then it got into, um, hey, can you do my rooms? Uh, it was the first guy that I polished for was um, he had a, he's an owner operator and he has a 379 P and uh, this is all later on probably a year after I first laid a, a a buff
0: to a rim sure and I had I think I had talked to you by then so I was I think we talked before you started buffing yeah because you were you were asking me I remember. You were asking me a lot of questions about how to put compound on a buff, how to put the buff on the buffer, and honestly, some of the conversations you and I had led me to a bunch of my YouTube videos on how to how to put a buff on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: How I, to apply compound to a buff, like because I was scared, six thousand RPMs. <laughs> you know, I that's what I started with, Evan. I didn't I didn't even know about. Uh, um,
0: you know your variable speed. and I
1: saw you using a
0: 6,000 so yeah. that's what I use. I jumped straight into 6,000 when I started like I used a variable speed 5,000 uh, Milwaukee for a little while mm-hmm. but I got into the 6,000 game early before a lot of other guys were doing it and before it was cool. Um, I also had 5,000 Black & Deckers like I wish I could find the Black & Deckers. Yeah I wish I could find build a pallet more. of them hidden somewhere. Yeah like 5,000 rpm is the perfect speed for polishing metal like if you ever get a chance if I ever find one I will let you play with it but a 5,000 rpm grinder is the craziest thing you'll ever use because I don't know what it is about 5,000 rpm but the metal just like falls into place Really, it's like a magic wand of some sort and I do know a lot of polishers that will say the same thing, a lot of the older guys will say, say 5,000 5, was like the sweet spot, I don't know why, it just is. So then it's just growing into, you know,
1: I polished that truck and then he told a buddy, and then he told a buddy, and then the next guy told two buddies, and here we are three and a half years later and I got a waiting list of 25 guys on <laughs> my possible. phone. I mean, I love hearing those stories. And you know what, they're all around my area. Yeah. I mean. I I personally I turn down work more than uh I got about a twenty five may I'll go thirty five miles out away from my house yeah. to polish. And something. you're as busy as you wanna be. It's exactly right. Yeah. And um I you know, I'm I just kinda stay in my own circle. Yep. And uh, guys come to me, you know, like Bill. I'm a little past my thirty five. <laughs> but Bill, me and Bill kind of He's one of those good customers. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I polished a couple of, it started with him. He's, as you can see today at the end, I was like, oh God, here we go. He's yeah. getting to be picky. Oh, uh, listen, that's, but I'm fine with that.
0: I've been doing it for 20 years and it's just a <coughs> big job that was normal. Like every big job I've ever had. Like this guy's getting ready to fork out whatever that big dollar amount yeah. is, whether it's 1500 or 10 grand. Like they're at that point where they're going to hand you money for what you did. Yes. And not just like five or six hundred dollars for doing a truck, because yeah. most guys don't flinch at that. No. And I'm not saying five or six hundred dollars isn't a lot of money. I'm not saying that at all. That is a lot of money for most everybody. But for a guy to get his truck polished for five or six hundred
1: that's and a lot. That's fair. That is fair. And a lot of guys um we're we're the only time it gets polished, right? And so they don't want to do it. Yeah. So five or six hundred dollars. Like, yes. I would rather. They'll pay, pay you that. The dollars. Yes. And to I do hear it. that all the time, that I'd rather pay you the five or six hundred
0: than me have to do it on the weekends when I'm done driving because they just
1: don't want to do
0: it. But I do find like when I'm doing just a truck, guys are a lot less picky when it's a five or six hundred dollar job, yes. and they're like, "Yeah, I didn't do it myself." <coughs> but when you're on these big projects, we're like guys are gonna be handing out 1,500 to 10 grand, and I'm not saying that's what this week was, but when you're in that range, that's just where my head's at, when you're in that range of 1,500 to 10 grand, it's a significant amount of money, and not necessarily that they get nitpicky, it's just they look at things and they're like, you know, if I'm spending this kind of money, I wish that was done, or I wish this was done. and. Bill was very understanding with what the cost was gonna be for all the extra stuff that we did and the extra amount of time it took to get there. Um, and you and I talked about it today for a little bit that when I said, you know, this was what I would what I would have wanted to charge for yeah. what we had initially talked about doing, not all the extras, just what we had initially talked about doing. It was in rougher condition and it was one of those things where like- And I've I think been, he understood that. I've been burnt enough that like I'd have ate it I'd have just been like... I would have, too. I'd have been like, my bad. Yep, I would <laughs> have, too. And I, 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 I'd have been sitting I would have ate it because I told you it was better than that. Well, yeah. and I just sat here and ate it with you and not felt bad about it because yeah. I told you a dollar amount that I am... I can do 90% of the trailers I do at that price, but there's that 10% <laughs> that this trailer yeah. fell on me. I know, and it's always... And it was like... Ugh. When I... When I pulled up and looked at it, I was like when you got out and you said I oh, shot Chase shit. in the foot on this one. But then I thought about it and I'm like, he did say this thing was really good. Like this guy takes really good care of his stuff. And the guy does take really good yes. care of his stuff. But this thing had been acided for the last ten years. Yes. <laughs> it was like, Oh man, I shot you in the foot unintentionally. So it was like But it all we we did it all worked out. We put
1: our heads down, we did it. It all worked out. And Bill saw what we were doing and saw how we were bringing because I didn't even think he thought it was bad, really honestly oh yeah, so and he
0: understood once we started talking to him and yeah. telling him what we were dealing with and when we had that conversation we're like I try not to give the customer too much because I don't want them to feel like they have to do one thing or they have to feel another way, but it was like when him and I were sitting there talking and I usually try not to say it, but it just kind of slipped, that this was the worst trailer I've ever done. I didn't mean it like it was a bad trailer. I meant like this is a very good condition trailer for the year it is. It was just super dry from acidizing it for the last year. And I
1: think he realized. He didn't catch that yesterday.
0: No, but I think he did today. But today when he was like, you know, you do a lot of like really brown nasty trailers. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But they've never been acided, and that was when it was like, ah, okay, now I understand. Like the acid was the problem, not my trailer. So yeah, yeah, and I think he he just stepped well, out of it. And you saw his other trailers
1: there. Yeah, are, his other trailers are
0: beautiful. Yeah, I he mean, polished from the factory. He's maintained them yeah. since, and He's they look good.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, they're beautiful. So, I think once he realized that. And and then you know me and you got together on the dollar amount yeah. and I told him and yeah. he's like okay yeah I mean he's and like, yeah. he got everything he wanted like and that's got, the thing
0: we did all the extras that he yes. wanted done um that helped us out yeah that no, helped sure. us out so. and that's why I said like when he grabbed that back door and he was like can you just hit this I'm like yeah if I got blue tape I'll do it like I'll make and it I did and that's one of the things I'll ask you about because yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's no,
1: another new thing that I, I learned quite a few things uh, <laughs> in these last two days. Again, and they're not big things,
0: little things. And little honestly, things. sometimes those little things make bigger things in the long term. Yeah. Like you don't realize how often you use tape. Oh like,
1: yeah.
0: And yeah. how much extra cleaning. I Until today, or until we were polishing that trailer. Oh. And it's how much cleanup work you gotta do with that tape, yeah, like, and I'm glad you got to see that a little yes, bit I this week, especially on a big job like that. Well, like, when you did that, we used the blue tape yep. on that, yep, on that piece, and yep. you were hitting it with a ball, oh, and it yeah. didn't even face. I'll, ra- I'll ram it home on blue tape all day long. Well, like, blue tape I know it doesn't I'd... stick as well on fresh wax, yeah, but it's a lot less cleanup. Well, I, I got a roll
1: of yellow, so I'm going to use it, but I'm going to be careful yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was just another thing, a little thing that I learned, and heard uh, my running. But me. yeah, Bill was, uh, I think, very pleased with what we accomplished. You uh, tell I am. I mean, to stand back after we put the
0: boards back yeah. on the side kit back that on. That made it. a big difference. Yes, that today. black against the shine. I'm black glad shine, we did. Black shine I'm up. glad we did that. And.
1: And we weren't looking forward to doing them. Yeah, but they weren't as bad, just... I think you're like me
0: though. Yeah. You just, you don't want to do it, but you just do it. Yeah, me. once we were in it, it's like, even yeah. though I forgot my headset today, and I was really like... I know, and I felt bad. But. I was out of my zone for like the better part of the morning during sanding, because like, I just hate sanding, I hate yep. it. I'm with but it. once I got out of the sanding, like, Polishing is where I love. That's my go-to zone. Like, I'm happy when I'm polishing, so like... You wanna know what,
1: be honest with you, when the whole time we were standing in that trailer, I kept thinking to myself, all right, four four, four more steps, three <laughs> more steps, only two more steps, Chase. One more step, and I I'm just, going down with 600, and I'm like, you're halfway home. <laughs> I'm always counting down my grits. I'm yeah, like, me oh, too. And I'm like, God, God. I cannot wait till this is over. And then, because you know, and that's another thing you didn't know about me. I used to do body work. Really? Yeah. I, in high school, uh, for four years, I worked uh, well, three years. Freshman, you can't do it, but when you're. Uh, I would explain school. why your sanding pattern's so tight. I was just going <laughs> to tell you that. Um, it I, all makes sense now. Now. I did four years of uh, auto body.
0: Wow, that's crazy. And work you guys. And Keenan have that in
1: common. And that was in. Corey told me about that. Really? Because I talked to Corey uh, Thompson about uh, auto body. Yeah, he does paint. a lot of yes. his own body, body work in
0: his shop. Yeah.
1: So um, I did that, and that was the thing. I love painting. I love to paint. I love watching people paint. Yes. And um,
0: <laughs> I'm not very good at it. I, I, I
1: Surprisingly, I'm. I, I. Well, I painted multiple trucks at the. The company I work for, really. Um, and then when in the winter time, when I drove ready mix truck, because you know, the winter time we get slow around here, yeah. we get winter. Yep. Yeah. And uh, instead of going on unemployment, uh, I would repaint mixer trucks. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so. That's awesome. Um, auto body's a lot like um, polishing. Yeah. I compare it to that because painting,
0: anyways. Yeah.
1: Well, just auto body, because you got to think when you're painting or you're doing auto body. Ninety percent of it is in prep. Prep work, yeah.
0: Prep. What's what's polishing? Yeah. Prep. We did. Prep like is five key. hours, is six hours of prep for an hour's worth of polishing. Exactly. <laughs> if and you that, prepped right, your polish goes easy.
1: Exactly. And when you prepped right, your paint job will be yep. spot on. Yep. So, exactly. I, I compare it with that, and um, uh, that's when I'm sanding aluminum. I'm counting down the grits, just like you or anybody else and uh waiting to put that buff on there for
0: that first cut there's just something about that first cut i'm just itching yeah because if i put that buff down and it turns black i'm like bah starting over yeah (laughs)
1: yeah but it's just something about a freshly sanded piece of aluminum and you got right you know you know it's got the shine you know i'm gonna put this and that first cut across there is just something about that so this is your
0: first big job yes um, I will tell you my worst part about doing big jobs, and this is probably something that I hope a lot of people <coughs> pay attention to, is because like I, as you saw yesterday, I don't like doing a test spot because a yeah, test spot, I've noticed that a test spot always looks great. You can always make a six inch or a 12 inch because section you're concentrating on look perfect. Yeah. Because you've concentrated on that one area. Yeah. But when you're working on a big project, like you saw yesterday, if I sand the one side, I cut that one side. Yeah. When it's in my shop, I'll sand the whole thing because it's a controlled environment, I know it's not going anywhere, and I'll polish it the next day or I'll polish it that day if the sanding went really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm working on something big like that where it's rough, I will sand one side and polish one side. It'll lead me into my next question, but that's one thing I've gotten burnt on was I got a big job like that and I thought, "Eh, my sanding looks good. I'll sand this side, I'll sand the other side and then I'll start polishing this side. Well I sanded one side and I thought it was good. I sanded the other side and I thought it was good and I started polishing and it turned black.
1: Oh shit.
0: And I'm like, uh, guess what? I get to start back over at the beginning.
1: Which, uh, I was going to ask you that, you know, because I suggested we sand the other side and get all the sand and out of the way. Because, again, I don't like sanding, yeah. so I'm like, look,
0: Let, we're Let's sanding it, get it over, one, one, day one, day, get it over one day. But you're like, no, we're going to cut. And, and because cut if we just sanded that other side yesterday, and we just started cutting this side today, yeah. and we did turn black right away, like we did. We would both have both been mad. We'd have both been like well, I guess we're going to spend all day Wednesday Paul. because <laughs> yeah. we're going to spend all day everything. And we couldn't have done that. Everything. we
1: couldn't, we got to get you home. We'd so. have been
0: resanding everything today to do it tomorrow, no, so it was like I'm, I'm, my experience saved us from having that issue. Now, granted, we did sand it good, and we didn't have to worry about that, but that's one thing that killed me, was I sanded the whole entire thing, I thought it was great, and I just don't do test spots. Test spots...
1: Like, like you burnt say, me in the past I, I, as well? I've done test spots before and you're right. Yep. I mean I'll agree with you that you concentrate on that six inch spot and it gets hot and it gets hot and it looks good and then you go to start doing, let's say you did it on one spot over here and then you go to here, you know you got a long span in
0: between the straps and it do not look nothing like what you yeah. did six inch. You know, because so. you used compound on a foot section and the compound stayed hot. Versus a three foot section, now it's like, uh, I know, I gotta say, it don't no look part. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you sit there and just cut and cut, you know. And so if there's one thing I hope you pulled away from this week, I mean, I know you grabbed a lot in the last couple of days, but if there's one thing I can tell you is the reason I did one side yeah. and then cut it was so that in case it didn't come out right, we could, Correct. We only it. we only did one side. We can correct that one side before we start the other side. And and we know what to do on the other side. Yeah. And we did. Yep. I, it, even from cutting the other side yesterday, I was like, you know, if I maybe spent like an extra hour on the 180, which we ended up doing on the other yep. side, if we just spent an extra hour on the 180, it probably would have cut even faster. And uh, honestly, yesterday the cut and color didn't take long. No. But. I knew it could have say we could have got it done probably an hour faster by spending an extra hour on sanding, and it would have come out that much nicer. So we did that on the other side. And like I said, he was happy, I'm happy, you're happy, we're mm-hmm. all happy, and that's no it worked out all great. All, all it counts, all accounts. But that leads me into the next question of yes. what's the what's the biggest thing you got burnt on? Like something you went into, you were like, you know what, I'm gonna make good money on this thing, and then you got there, and you were like, ah. That is not great. Well, I've been
1: burnt uh, multiple times because I I didn't catch on to this. Um, Now, I don't ever take anybody's word for (laughs) granted. But I did a couple trucks, and see, where I live, there's nobody that polishes. Right. So the, the trucks that I'm getting have never been polished. And their owner operators. feel like and, that's a lot of Indiana.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, yes, Casey. All the times I've been down to Indiana, it's a lot of standing and a lot more work. Yes, and uh, so guys would call
1: me. Yeah, you know, I got a three seventy nine for bill, two tanks, wheels, and I would, I didn't never ask, you know, what their aluminum looked like, mm-hmm. and you know, then they asked my my prices or what it, what a rough estimate would cost them, and <clears throat> you know. I, I, I take that back. I asked them what their aluminum looked like. What condition it's in. It? And they said, oh, it's well, not bad. not bad at all. Okay. It's I, t- I Yes. I took their word for it. But they've been cleaning it with acid for 15 years. Pulled in on the job <laughs> and like, oh my lord. So I told the guy the price and ended up doing it for that price. Yeah. But you're I had like me. Same. You're a good guy. You eat it. And. Um, and that's been multiple times, but now I guarantee you call me and you tell me your is good. I don't even take your word for it. Yep. I, you know, my, send me, me close up pictures, close up, I, I, actually, Evan, I don't even tell them that. I just, I just assume I'm sanding it. So I tell them the sanding price. Really? Yeah. I tell them the sanding price.
0: See, and I, then if I get there and I don't have to sand it, we're gold. See, my problem is, is like a lot of people always ask, like, what's your ballpark? Yeah, I get that. That's the worst question for me. I know, I know. I I don't know if I've just, I've been doing this for 20 years now, and I've I've gotten grumpy about that question. And I caught myself the other day, like, kind of being a dick to a guy, because I was like, I hate that question, because, like, if I ask you to haul a load to California, can you give me a ballpark? Well, I don't know, is it 14 wide, 15 wide, 16 wide? Like, do I need permits? Like, no, I just want a ballpark. Like, what am I hauling? I don't know, I just need a ballpark for what it's gonna cost you to get there. Like, there isn't really a ballpark. Like, it could be, you know, $2 a mile or $10 a mile. If I gotta pull permits the whole way, it could be a 10, $20 a mile kind of deal. Like, is that the ballpark? And I don't wanna scare people away either was telling them like, yeah, it could be a hundred dollars a wheel. My hundred dollars a wheel is rare. My average wheel is twenty five a wheel, but if your stuff's crap, I'm not gonna tell you twenty is in the same ballpark either because your wheels aren't close to twenty five. So like there just isn't a ballpark it I price everything out, by the piece, I do to based on what I have to do to it. Everybody wants that ballpark. And I'm like, there just isn't like I don't estimate anything anymore without seeing it. So I have everybody send me pictures, and then I tell them I want close-up pictures. Send me a picture of your worst wheel, your best wheel. Because everybody, you and I talked about this earlier today, everybody sends you that driver's side wheel because it's not the ditch side. Exactly, and the ditch side gets sandblasted crazy. Which is another reason why I charge by the piece. A lot of times, driver's side wheels are 25 a piece, Passenger side wheels are thirty, thirty-five a piece yeah. because I got to sand the lip.
1: Exactly. And
0: if I got to sand the lip, that's an extra, you know, fifty cents, a dollar, in two or three sheets of sandpaper. Yep. So an extra. And that's two your most expensive. Plus the
1: time. Material
0: and your time. Yeah. That we use really. So I mean, if I'm adding five or ten a wheel, like that's, it's enough for me to cover my cost plus still make the amount of money I want to make on the wheel. So. Well, let me
1: let me tell you a quick story here. Um, I had this kid, he called me, um, wanted his truck polish. Um, he's a farmer, and he's a young kid, and you know, grandpa and dad were totally against this. So, most and this kid, you know, most are. And it's this kid was thing. getting in. he just graduated, he's going in on the farm, he likes to drive the truck, the grains, you know, so he wanted it shined up. So he sure. called me. Um, and I'm talking to him, you know, and he's, they got a budget, you know. So he's like, how much? And I'm like, well, how, how bad's your aluminum? And he's like, I said, take pictures of it. Yep. And because I'm, you know, young kid and I can, I've, I've been in his shoes. I want shiny shit when I'm, uh, when I'm driving. So anyways, um, so he sends me a picture and of two rims. And it's tanks. And I thought, well, tanks. I can just cut and color them. They're not bad. The truck's been. It sits inside. It sure. holds great. Sure. So I give him the price. I give him the price, and I always go high. All always go high. I tried it to, too. and I think it was like eight hundred bucks. You know. And he's like, oh. And I said, well, do you need me to talk to your dad, because, uh, and your grandpa. I'll sell this to him. You know. But he sold. So I go over there, and I'm thinking I gotta sand all these wheels. And uh, the step, the step covers. And uh, I get over there and I walk in. He had taken a picture of the two worst, the original rims on this 94 Kenworth. The rest were brand new, not brand new, but had been running. So I'm like, well, heck, guys, this ain't bad. You only got the same two rims, you know? So when it's all said and done, we're sitting, and his dad watched me the whole time, you know. And uh, when it's all said and done, his dad cannot believe what I had done to this truck. That's awesome. To transform it. So that one actually worked out good for you. Yes, and that's why there is, you know, you do get some of them sometimes where it's, it's a good inning. So at the end of the day, um, I give them the bill, and we're way under what they thought, <laughs> and they were <laughs> smiles from ear to ear. And now I do the truck once a year. That's awesome. So I love hearing stories like that. Too. You know, that I like- covered my butt. Because I saw them pictures at the rim. Yep. And then it worked out that it was better and it was cheaper for them.
0: And now it's a customer repeat. I'd rather be the guy that bids high and comes in low, I'm than in the that guy, guy that. I'd rather bid it and either eat some or come in above expectation. Yeah. Then bid it low just to get the job. Yes and I don't then come in that. high. I yeah. hate, that's the worst part about like going to a body shop or a dealership or any of that stuff, is I, I hate going in there and then having them tell me, yeah, yeah, it's a $165 deal, and you get there and the bill's $500. You're like, what happened? exactly. And they're like, oh, we ran into this issue or this issue. It's like, you know, I get it, but you quoted me 165 to get me in here, and now you got me in here, and you suckered me for 500 bucks, yeah, exactly. like. I don't ever want to put my customers in that position. So and I'll I, eat it. Yeah, well unless you deceitfully purposely <coughs> sent me the wrong pictures to get me there. Yes. Cause then it's a negotiation. Yeah. Or I'll go home. Like yeah. I don't need to be there for that. But I'm with you,
1: I'll eat it and uh, you know, get it the truck where it needs
0: to be and if you eat it, that guy'll be back. I built a lot of long term customers on eating Eat and crow. Yeah. Like I I've talked about this in other in other podcasts and YouTube videos of people that even my documentary. I I ate a lot of years of sanding to get to the point I always say, a lot of people tell me right now, like, you don't sand a whole lot of stuff. A lot of the stuff you do is nice. Dude, for years I sanded garbage. You got your clientele you got your repeat clientele good and then it's easy to maintain. I I sanded a lot of that stuff for years and didn't charge what I should have charged because I wanted people to start coming in twice a year so that I didn't have to sand anymore so that I could just polish. Like Polishing is what I enjoy. I hate the sanding part. So If I had to eat a couple years of not charging as much as I wanted for sanding just so that guys would still come in twice a year, I did it so that now I can reap the reward of just buffing a lot. And I'm getting, that circle is coming full circle for me. Because now that guy that had you sand two nasty wheels and now he comes every year, yep. you don't sand that truck every and, year. And a lot of my
1: customers are starting to be repeat. Yep. And so I've already got them.
0: So I know all I gotta do is cut and cut. Yep. You know. And that's where, the, that's where you start making the money too. So, quick little excerpt, the business side, That's where you start making an actual business out of it and not just a weekend hobby. Because now the trucks that used to take you a full day on a Friday or a full day on a Saturday, you can now do two of them in a Friday or two of them in a Saturday, and you can still charge the same amount, and now your profits went up, your income came up. We had that conversation. Yeah. Up at your
1: house. Yep. You said you were... Remember, we were talking about money and how I buy stuff. And yeah. if you notice, what happened just before you came yeah, out, you stocked up. Awesome. I made my first big purchase finally, yeah. and that's what you're saying. I'm starting to make money now because that circle of guys that I have that are repeat
0: customers yeah. that are good. I'm starting to see that. And now you have a good stock of inventory, and now maintain your inventory. Yes. And when you're when you're down ten buffs, you order ten more. Yep and keep a stack of 20 buffs laying around at all times because now, if you're not rush ordering something, you're saving money on shipping. And that's the biggest thing. And especially for this trip, like I came down, so it saved you the shipping on top of that. that So you're even out there, you know, that saves you that. Um, But I I will talk in a future podcast um, about what I told you when you were up there on why I made that decision to change. Yes, you do. You do um, need to talk about that. It's one thing I haven't talked to everybody about in any of my YouTube videos yet. Um, it's it's a very important piece to the puzzle of why I do things the way I do and why my business is the way it is. That's what he's going to
1: tell you guys is probably the biggest thing that I took to heart. And I've mentioned that
0: to you several yep. times. And honestly, the guy that I talked to today, Joe Clemente from Wheelie really yes. Polish, it's going to be a conversation in his podcast Cool. Yeah. because like I told you today, um, Joe from Wheelie Polish is the most business minded polisher I know. He's not necessarily a polisher and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah. He is a businessman that makes money from polishing. I don't know if polishing is his passion. And Joe, if you're listening to this, I'm terribly sorry um, if I'm murdering this and butchering it. But <laughs> he's very good at polishing, so it's not that he's oh, not I'm good at Oh, I've seen some it. of the stuff. It's he is a businessman, hmm. and polishing pays well, yeah. and he's found a way to tailor that to his lifestyle. And the story I I want to have in his podcast is pro- is it's probably the best place for it, um, just because that podcast will be a lot more business orientated and a lot more of the information that him and I talk about will fit into the narrative of um, that conversation you and I had at the yeah. house about this important piece of information. So I'm not trying to just super hype this up with everybody, but it was what changed my business and my life and my situation to what it is. It was the most- I think it changed mine. It was, or it's it's on its way to changing mine. Honestly, seeing you where you were yesterday and today, I feel like you are. Because you took what I told you and you've streamlined it into your own business. And I see it in your posts as well because like, I can tell stuff's not taking you as long anymore. No, it doesn't. And you're listening to your customer and doing what they want. Yes, and that's the
1: biggest, <laughs> again, you know I can't I keep saying it but it just it comes back to them nights when we were we were done polishing you know your customers trucks and we just went back to your house and we sat there for an hour or so and just and I can't wait to
0: explain this to everybody because for me it was one of those like I was an idiot moments like and I, I feel like a lot of beginner polishers are struggling with how to break through to that next level and I feel like you're like I said, I know you're happy with the place where you work and this could be just a part-time deal that pays for your vacations for the rest of your life. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that because you yourself are happy and your family's happy with what you're, what you're doing right now. Well, let me, let me, after today, or after
1: the last two days, and not just because you were here. Well, I've really enjoyed you being here. Because you work solo. I think that's yeah. one thing we
0: haven't touched on yet. Yes,
1: I am a one-man band. Um, like I said, it's it's just me, me, myself, and I. Um, I haven't found, I guess, that guy that I could trust yep. because I'm pretty. That's the I'm pretty. Struggle. I'm pretty picky. Pr- particular. Yeah, and um, I, I'm kind of I'm old school, new school. I've, you know, I grew up with a grandfather that always told me if you want something done, you just do it yourself. You know, so, and my wife, my wife will t- attest to that. Like I don't ask for any help. Yeah. Like if I'm moving something, she'd be like, Want well, me call my brother." No, I did it myself. That's why I was here because I knew if
0: you asked that you needed like some help, I knew it was important. There because you go. I know you don't ask very often. Yeah,
1: and that and 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 uh, you know, I don't ask because I like you. I mean, I could probably called you. 80,000 times, you know, and but I didn't want to. I always felt I don't want to bother you because yeah. I know you're a busy man.
0: I appreciate that, you know.
1: So, um, I just like I said, one man band, and appreciate you cut, taking the offer to come down and help <laughs> me. But I really enjoyed myself doing that. Um, I kind of when I was doing it, it was just imagine me by myself. I yep. know you were there, but yep. I could see myself. Doing stuff like that full time, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I mean,
0: it's just self-satisfaction. I I really look forward to this same conversation with Casey. Yes. From Casey's detailing, he is
1: also a one-man. He reminds me of myself. Um, I mean, I look at him, and I've seen he does phenomenal work. Yes, Yes, he does. And.
0: I see him as a, he's one man band. And he does quite a few big jobs. Yeah. I mean, he does grain hopper rails. He's got a couple, couple of big customers for that. Uh, he does Lucas Oils. I was going to say Lucas Oils. Uh, van trailers, reefer trailers, yeah. whatever they you are. Know, yeah. He does all the rails on those solo. Like, dude, that stuff wears you out. Like.
1: Listen. well i i've heard nothing good about casey like i said i was at the truck show nothing and, bad about it, right? or, yeah nothing bad nothing sorry casey that. if you're listening to this <laughs> i knew what you meant yes <laughs> um well, we were at i was at Shipshawana, and there was uh, i think four trucks there that he had polished yep. and the guys that i was talking to had nothing but good to say and i would they were asking me about you know how i do it and and uh, they're like, you're just like Casey. I'm like, yeah,
0: we're one man, yep. one man shows, man. I've been. So. Not many people know this, but I've been begging Casey to come work for me for like <laughs> two years. Because honestly, I enjoy hanging out with him. He's one of those just genuinely good-hearted people that just cares about everybody and everything. So like, he's one of those guys that like, I I would. I would enjoy working with him every day because his personality is so positive yeah. and he's so it's addicting like when you're around him you can't have a bad day. Yeah. And thanks to Keenan and my <laughs> no bad days like I try to focus on it all the time but Casey just makes it simple. Like you're you're the same way like even hanging out with you these last two days like not not a whole lot really gets to you. So it's like no, you no. just kind of just kinda of easy to hang out with and just be around and
1: When I'm doing
0: something that I love or I like,
1: I'm you know and I'm sure we're all like this. If we're doing something we don't like, we just you know, you have a different attitude. Yep. But I I really enjoy doing this. Yep. I mean and a lot of people look at me like and you probably get to see, you're crazy. Why do you do that? I uh, dude, people tell me all the time, like, how and would you like, want to get that dirty? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know.
0: It's hard to it's hard to explain. It's hard
1: to explain, and a lot of people don't understand it. And but, some people try it, and
0: they're like, yeah, not for me.
1: I know <laughs> a lot of people, and a lot of the truck drivers, uh, the owner operators, try it, and they're they
0: a lot of them that I polish for say, oh, I, yeah,
1: I polish, but I don't like doing it. Yeah, you know, and. I'm like, good, that's why I'm here, you know, yep. so. Thank you, um, appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> and a lot of guys give me their stuff. I'll get done polishing their truck, and they're like, you want all this stuff? I'm never gonna use yeah. it, because you're my guy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and I'm like, no, because I don't use this, I use it. has been to-. a few times Well, what where, like, do you use, Time to Shine? Well, what do you suggest to maintain it, Time to Shine? <laughs> where can I get it?
0: Oh, well, will you just get, you got a bottle I can have? Well, now <laughs> I do, guys, I got a bottle. Yep. So. I said, I can't even tell you how many times like somebody called and was like, can you squeeze me in? And I'm like, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm booked like two months out. And they're like, can you sell me the buffs and compounds? I'm like, I, I can. And I have a bunch of YouTube videos. So you can figure out how to do yeah. it. And they buy it. And like like four or five times now in the past like two years, <laughs> they brought the stuff back and was like, here, take this. Get me on your schedule. Yes, please. I'm not doing this. Yep. Like, it's like the buffs like half broken. You're like... <laughs> That's how far you made it? Like I'm not talking down on it, but it's no. like, dude, I, I, I give everything a fair swing. Like, I, I wasn't very good at painting, but I tried it for a year, you know? like, yeah. So a little part of my life that most people don't know is I worked solo for 18 months. And believe it or not, and most people aren't, and most people are gonna call me a liar, but I did, in that one year, most people know if you've watched me on Instagram long enough, you know like I count how many trucks I do every yep. year. I track how many wheels we do all the time. Oh man, my nose is just killing me tonight.
1: I do know, it's something in
0: this room. It's gotta be. Like I was fine until we like got to the hotel. Yeah, I was too. And but, the same way. Nonetheless, I did 500 trucks that year solo. Now it was my full-time gig. Yeah. Like I didn't do anything else other than polished trucks. I averaged almost two a day. Wow. Well, it was a truck and a half, so 500, 365 days, you don't work the holidays, it's like 350, half of 350 is what, 175, so that'd be 525. I think my my actual truck number, I always say 500 because it's a good round number, but I think the actual number was like 507 or 509, something like that, it was just over 500. So I call it 500, but I averaged a truck and a half a day by myself, solo, and like, not all of those trucks were great. No. I just knew that, like, I shouldn't say knew that. Looking back at it, that year set me up for a lot of good years in the future. Because I knew that if I could do 500 trucks by myself, the year that I did 1,100 trucks in a year, and 11,000 loose wheels that year... Yeah. That was, was like, like your record year. Was that it? was my record year, and I don't think I'll. I honestly, without hiring a bigger crew, I don't know if I could do more than that, because. But at that time, you had a good guy, right? <laughs> yes, I had I had uh, two very good guys that year. Um, my wheel machines were running around the clock. I had a guy working nights. I had a guy working oh, days. Like really? we will, like calculate that out sometime. Yeah. It's like Eleven thousand wheels in three hundred sixty-five days. That's a lot. That's a lot. lot. It's like thirty wheels a day.
1: Good gosh!
0: I'd like to see. Plus the trucks coming in and out. Yeah, yeah. Like, but we had some big, some big contracts, and my cousin and I worked all winter long on those, um, those wheel contracts, and we were doing. That was the concrete truck wheels, right? Concrete truck wheels. I
1: remember you doing them reels, and I'm like, my room's
0: don't look like that. you (laughs) You saw my whole shop, right? Yeah. Like. That one bay is 60 feet long by 15 or 18 feet wide, maybe. We had concrete mixer wheels the one time we had 350, 350 or 400 wheels in that one bay. They were stacked five rows high. Wow. And it was door to door, front to back. They just kept dropping them off. Dang, dude. We, We were knocking out 80 to 100 wheels a day Seven days a week, and just we covered get them. In done com- fast I remember and covered, covered the concrete. concrete. We didn't have concrete remover back then. We just sanded them. Yeah. We were blowing through materials it like it out. was crazy. We were doing thirty, forty thousand dollar weeks of. Gee. You're talking
1: five thousand dollars a week in materials. Yeah. Like, well, I can't even imagine how I've sanded concrete off of aluminum. That and hurt. Five thousand yeah. a week in materials. Not, like, I can't even imagine how
0: much sandpaper you
1: burned. It was
0: <laughs> it was brutal. Like, absolutely brutal. Like, I just remember looking at my bills at the end of the month and I was like, dude, uh, my customer was paying me like net thirty or net sixty, and it was like I had forty grand in materials and they owed me hundred and twenty grand. It was like, oh, ah! yeah, I was dying, like we were so cash strapped tight that winter like i didn't know what i was even going to do but it was because of that year that i worked by myself that we had a good inventory and we had a good stock it just depleted my entire inventory yeah but i had that inventory there because i took all my money i made that year dumped it into our house and our business so like yes we had um bills and we had it modest house I mean our house wasn't huge um, it's not the nice place that you saw now no, and our it, place was nice I shouldn't say that but Yeah. you actually showed me um, it wasn't what it is now where you, where you used to live but that year of working by myself I proved to myself that I could do it solo if I had to Yeah. and I I apologized to Kavan and employees passed because when they don't want to do something, it frustrates me a little bit, and I, I kind of get pissy about it. But I'm always like, then don't do it. I'll do it myself. That's the way I am. Because I know I can. Yep. Like, do I want to? No. I I much rather have employees. I, I love having Kevan around. He's really come around to the point of, even now he's running white wheels sometimes. Yeah. And he's a very talented hand polisher. If I tell him to do something. It bothers him when stuff's not perfect. Yes, I've noticed that about him. So, like, I enjoy having him around because he's now putting his best foot forward with my business in mind. So that's a good thing. I love having employees because I'm—I love talking, which is why, of course, we're doing this podcast. Oh, no. I told you I'm the same way. So you I like me going, and it's hard to—I like it. having somebody around to talk so to. So that year working by myself, the worst part was not having somebody to talk with driving back and forth. Yeah. Like, because I do a lot of mobile work still. Yes. So, like, I work within, let's just say, 60 miles. So, like, that hour drive home, it was like, yeah, I listen to music all day in my earbuds, and then I, I listen to music yeah. on my way home. Yeah. Now we're busier. Most of my drives consist of phone calls, talking to people, but it, um, that year was brutal because I was just by myself. And I, I told my wife, like, I love you. And we were getting ready to have kids at that point. And I was like, if I take this year and you and I don't see much of each other, I could probably set us up for a good life. And I, it did. That year helped us out, that year and a half helped us out a lot because we took all that income and just dumped it into our savings, into our business, and everything was better off for it. So by the time <coughs> we had our kids, we weren't struggling week to week. We've had some struggles. I mean, I won't I won't take away from the fact that we've had some of these struggles over the years, and we still have struggles now with Everybody our own product knows. line. Yeah. We dumped a lot into that this year. A lot of my life savings went into inventory for yes. our own product line, so put us back on the burner again. But it's time to hunker down again and just make it happen. And
1: it is. I mean, I love everything that you've come up with. I think it's... Uh user-friendly is a good it's top quality user-friendly is what i was shooting for no yeah and i agree it's top quality i mean i've since i've switched um you know you sent me or actually not sent me but i bought my first buffs and compounds off
0: of you i noticed it well i told you i noticed a difference in quality i wanted something that an average consumer that doesn't do it a lot could still use Mm -hmm but a professional would still want to use. Yeah. I feel like there's there's two parts to, the, to our industry, right? There's the one side that tailors to the high-end detailers and polishers, mm-hmm. but doesn't give a crap about the consumer. Yeah. And then there's another side that cares just about the consumer, because that's the far bigger market, so they don't care about the professionals as much. Yeah. I wanted to find that middle ground where the, quali- the product quality is good enough that a guy like yourself or a guy like Casey or any of the other polishes in the country would want to still use, but they could be a distributor and sell it to their customers yeah. and their
1: customers could still use it. And that's what I'm, uh, even, even guys, um, I've sold Lumen, you know. Um, uh, to the do-it-yourself you know, a guy that wants to sell in my lap for what it's worth yeah I Thank know you yes to Amblos for yes that. and awesome product awesome product um, and well the last night I got had a guy text me Lumi's awesome you know so um uh, and he was polishing his uh, uh, livestock trailer with it yeah. the whole side he had half done he polished it with Lumi
0: did I ever tell you this story uh-uh. so I was developing the heavy Abrasive metal polish. Yeah, like,
1: I, well, you told me you were working on one because I had, had, had
0: asked you about. Yep. It. I had my show finish figured out already. Yep. I was working with the chemist to develop the heavy abrasive stuff. A lot of the stuff I had learned in previous years. I don't know. It it didn't translate. I maybe I was saying it wrong or maybe I didn't hear it right. But a lot of the things I thought I knew about a heavy metal polish was not realistic yeah. it did not actually work in the real world yes yeah. so i started over and we were testing and testing and testing and nothing was working right and Michael and Lucas just happened to stop by for a training <laughs> course I know and he's like here try this and I tried it and I was like whoa and then a week later he's like we want you to be our exclusive distributor in the US and I was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me like I threw my stuff in the trash And I said, this is the best stuff I've ever seen. It it goes together. It, like, fell in my lap. I was, like... I'm glad it did. If there was ever, like, a higher power that has this, like, hand in something, that was it for me. Like, I needed that at that moment because that was the one piece of our puzzle that we were missing for Louisville last year. Well, this year. And it just happened to fall in our lap. I... It...
1: Makes me speechless, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, I can't even explain this stuff. so amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's saved my butt and it's helped me in rough situations. Yeah, I mean, me too, quite a bit. You know, you're doing a tank with a step because a lot of guys have steps so they can get up on their deck plate. And you're doing that tank, and the products I used before, well, I even told you this, um, I hated even to try to polish them yep. by hand because it made it look worse. Yeah. In my
0: opinion I I could, was, I
1: could I could buff a straight you know fall of the contour and make it straight I always say great and leave it light. like that Gray's better than white exactly and <laughs> leave it <laughs> like that yeah I and leave it, it looked better I hated it but it looked better than putting that polish over because it didn't do nothing yeah. now with the close? jeez you can about get it and guys when they're watching me because I always you know if a, if a driver or owner is there I'm like, check this stuff out. And I'll do that spot. Yep. And then when I wipe it off, they're like, Are you kidding yeah. me? What that? Me the and they're region. looking at it and like, Yeah, but I've never heard of it. I said, You haven't heard of it because it's European. It's European. Oh, yeah. And they're like, How do they get it? I said, I don't know what's in it. <laughs> Some magic Concoction. There's a magic wand in there, yeah, and something. they won't
0: tell me what it is. But and, uh, and I'm excited to figure out what it is someday.
1: They're like, where can I get this? So you know, obviously tell yep. them where they get it. And uh, I've, you know, I know a couple
0: guys that have bought it.
1: So, and then I put the show shine over top of that to show them that yep. you know really brings out the finishing touch on it, and they can't believe it because the tank, the tank looks like
0: I actually got the buff in between that step. Yep. And I had a guy the other day ask me, how come you just don't use that on the whole tank? I'm like, you still got a scrub. Yes, like, yes. I would yes. rather use a buffer. I only use it here because I have to. And the,
1: and the top of the tanks under the bugs, yep. guys cannot believe the reflection. Actually, they're like, uh, I need to paint that under that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They see where the paint's chipping off or their wires are hanging. You know, they didn't do a yep. good wire job. Yep. So they're like, I need to tidy that up. Now. You know, it's you know? funny. So, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a good product, and that's amazing how that uh, fell in
0: your lap. Yeah, I mean, not just divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, it just happened at the right place, at the right time, in the right shortly
1: moment. shortly after I was there. They were like in uh, November, one, wasn't it, November? 7th. They were
0: there between Christmas and New Year's, because yeah. they spent New Year's in Las Vegas, yeah. so. They came, and I think they spent two or three weeks here in the U.S. And uh, they toured all the big places. They stopped by Zephyr. They stopped by Renegade. They stopped by all the all the big places because they they wanted to learn more about their craft. Like, do did, did they did they use buffs over there? Do they use buffs and compounds yeah. over there? Or? They were all like sewn buffs and old school stitched buffs. Um, they were more interested in the airways because that's the new way. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of goes that route. Oh, I shouldn't say everybody. It's the newer way to do it, and that's the more I think more efficient um, people argue that and it's okay uh, I'm it's my opinion I feel like Yeah. so are they making airways over there they are, yeah. are they? So they okay they're, they're they're selling their own brand of airways and compounds and okay they kind of changed it up from the conventional well the conventional buffs like that was the biggest thing over there just standard mops is what they call them and felt buffs sewn buffs that kind of stuff and they still use quite a bit of that because the lumi works really well with, with uh, i saw their videos the using, white buffs yeah. and stuff yep, <laughs> and i've it. started doing that myself as well like when i get a tank that comes in with the end caps really burnt i'll wipe it with the lumi first and then i'll cut over it like we did in the fender yeah, walls and stuff and that yes. stuff works really well. Yes. Just get a little moisture in there, <laughs> yeah. and it helps. I mean, yes. We had Kavan hand polishing some rails before we even cut them, cause
1: it made and life easier. Yes, it did. I mean, I couldn't believe the rails for no sanding, and just cutting them. You just know, getting that little bit of moisture in there helps. Cut, and then a secondary cut. Yep. It
0: was amazing. Yep. So. Exactly. Yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah, I, I, I was super impressed with it without sanding. It turned out great, and like I said, it's just getting that little bit of moisture in there instead of having the aluminum so dry that it soaks up all the compound. A yeah, lot well, of people will send me pictures, and they're like, "How come this turned black right away?" Because the aluminum's dry. You know, like you need either sand or hand polish first so you can get some moisture into it. Well, that was a new term that I learned in the last two days, and I use that
1: term a lot. So I'm sorry, people don't understand it. Dry aluminum. Um, never. Would have thought it, um, but um, now that he pointed it out to me, I can see. Makes a lot more sense. It does make yeah. a lot of sense. A lot
0: of sense. Well, that's so. good. I'm glad I make some sense sometimes. Because sometimes I feel like I talk to people <laughs> um, and they don't listen, and it's like, do I just not make sense? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you make sense. You, uh, pretty damn good teacher. And I've, I've said this a number of times. There's some polishers out there that don't like me because they think I've given them the wrong information to their questions and it's not that I've given them the wrong information to their question. I answered their question. Just what they were trying to learn wasn't what they asked me and I wasn't a mind reader enough to understand what their real question was. And you know, that's
1: kind of of why I didn't ask you too many questions about, you know, uh, techniques or, you know, because... Me personally, I'm a hands-on type of guy. Like, yeah, you could sit there and tell me all day how to do it. Yeah. But as soon as I see you do it, then okay. Like when you when I came to your shop and we started polishing that first truck, and you sat down to do that tank, and I saw you cut that tank, and I instantly
0: thought, I know what I need to do. Yeah. I know what I'm doing wrong, and it was just by watching you. Yeah. I mean, I'll give a little shout out to Almost Chrome. Same thing happened to me when I went to go learn stainless. Um, he was the first polisher that gave me a chance to come and see something done, like and, and actually, he's a like, of a
1: stainless polish. Yeah,
0: stainless. I mean, he does buses all day long. Yeah, and I was really struggling with stainless. Like I had reached out to a bunch of polishers to try and figure out what I was doing wrong, and it was one of those like if I didn't see it, I wasn't going to figure it out. And I was at Peter's place on the first bus they were doing. 10 minutes, and I went, I know what I'm doing wrong. I'm treating it like aluminum, and it's not aluminum. It's the furthest thing from aluminum. It is the furthest thing from aluminum. And I'm
1: pretty well self-taught on stainless. I don't yep. think you've ever, I, I mean, I did them breathers. You got figure it figured out before you got to my shop, well, so I didn't I, need to teach you anything. Well, yeah, I did them breathers, and like I said, I was nervous as crap, and I'm like, Evan, every time I get done, with one, like, Evan, come here, look at this face. That's
0: spot on, and that mill finish, like, finish stuff you had me look at this week, like you yes. killed it. Like if you could do mill finish to the level you did, like that thing was. I had to look hard to find something wrong with it. But I wanted you to pick it apart.
1: I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. If
0: you went to ask me to pick it apart, like I wouldn't have looked at it all that close, and I've been like, "Yeah, it's perfect." Like the clarity's absolutely great. The hash marks are super minimal, like almost non-existent. I was pretty proud of them. You should be. I was. Them were. Them were. And a pro that was another
1: problem it just some polishers
0: little. 15 years in 20 years in they couldn't do on those pieces what you did on those pieces and I was just uh, I was proud of them
1: and uh, I actually when I gave them back to him I honestly thought they looked like crap because, <laughs> because when they're on the truck they're at a different angle yep and when I'm when you're polishing them or you're looking right at them the I mean them. you're You're going like this in the sunlight,
0: so you're seeing every You've been making love to him for how long? Yeah. How many hours? And you're like, (laughs) you know every square inch of that thing and you're like, yeah. So I gave him back to him and
1: then, you know, I hadn't seen him until we went to his shop because the truck's been being put together. And when he backed it out and I'm like, wow, I I did do something (laughs) right. You know what I'm saying?
0: And so I was. It's not that people do things wrong it's that you haven't finished the process. Yeah. So it's not wrong, it's just incomplete. Yeah. And You know what, that's,
1: that's
0: probably the first time I've been able to explain that. Like, I tell everybody all the time, like, you're not doing it wrong. You just, I, I could never finish that sentence. I'm like, you're not doing it wrong. But literally, just now, I came up with that. Like, it's just incomplete. <laughs> and that's a good, that's that's good. Sometimes I, I completed, completed it's just that. Incomplete, you're I it. think it's complete, complete. like. All that, all that is. I just, had to like get it in some shape. I know you're like, but well,
1: look at this, and I'm like, yeah, I see that, and you're like, well, if he would have done, you know, you just it's just, just a it,
0: change, yeah, exactly. And honestly, that thing, it was perfect. Like most people are not going to see that. I only knew it was there because I used to make that same exact mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and now I know, and I'll change that, yeah. and like, and still do the same process that yep. I did to get it to where it was. Yeah. And, and you're going to kill it because you're just going to be that little step better than the next guy next to you. Okay. I feel like two hours isn't so bad, especially when you're grinding and you're just listening to a podcast. And that's yeah or driving down the road. Or driving. Yeah. I knew that. that's when oh. I listen to them, Yeah, yeah. Alright. So my last two questions well, my last question, the next one's yours. If you could go back if I brought you a time machine said it right here in this room, and you could go back to yourself three and a half years ago, what would you tell yourself to put yourself in a better position then so that it would put you further ahead now? (coughs) Wow, this one's hard. Um, (laughs) I know, it puts you on the spot, but probably, and
1: you might not think this, but probably get to know you sooner, I don't know. Um, talk to you more sooner than what I did. Like, because um, like I said, I never really asked you about techniques. Um, I think I would've sooner, would've, wouldn't have would have been afraid. I, it wasn't that I was afraid, I just didn't want to bother you and be that bug,
0: you know, or fly, you're trying to swat away. You know, on topic, but kind of off topic, Zach Cameron and I talk about this a lot hes He mentioned it when he was at one of the first shows with me he 's like, people look at you like a celebrity and i 'm like i don 't understand it like you 've been around me long enough no, now that you know i 'm I'm just another guy yeah. <laughs> like I appreciate that people put me up on another level, but they don't need to like i, I don 't need that part like i don 't need the fame. I could still be happy. With a YouTube channel that only had a thousand subscribers. I'm grateful for 15,000, 16,000, 20,000, 100,000, whatever it ends up being. And that's what I like about you. And I will tell you what drew me
1: to Evan uh, when I first met him. And I was starstruck by you, and I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You were, I thought, exact, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That, but I went exactly. to Louisville, walked up to the booth. And, uh, there was a hundred questions you wanted to ask, but you didn't, and I didn't. But <laughs> you gave me the time. You introduced I yourself. I always tried to. And you Shows said, and part. I asked you, I asked him one question. I was really on twenty-two inch rims, getting in around the holes. How he did it, and um, he said, "Hold on, just one second, and I'll get back to you." Just let me go back.
0: I got to talk to this guy real quick. I don't remember what it, who I had to talk to but I remember it was like a brand new distributor or... Yeah,
1: something was going on
0: at that time <laughs> yeah. at that booth. Yeah, and actually, I know exactly what it was. It was one of my old vendors that I used to buy a lot of products. Yeah, from. I think it was. And um, they had stopped by to see me. I hadn't seen them in like 10 years and they had something for me. I don't remember, they gave me something and I was like, I knew they didn't have long and I was like, I I was hoping, me, <laughs> I was hoping you would stick around and wait.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Um, if he was what I'd say, uh, Hollywood celebrity, we'll just say that. that to be funny, <laughs> so dumb. I know it's dumb, but it's funny. He would have never came back. He would have forgot. As soon as um, I was done with that guy, yeah, I'd he be came right, right, right Yeah, and he did, <laughs> and he got down on his knees and, on Davis Brothers' truck. And uh, super freak used my hand, yeah. And he was showing me as a grinder, yep. And he's like, You just get in and lay that buffer down this angle, yeah, and this angle, yep. And uh, and then we you showed me that and we stood up and talked a little bit more. And then um, you were like, Hey, are you hanging around? And I'm like, Yeah, we'll probably be out with the Davis brothers out, you know. And he's like, I'll talk to you then. And you know what? He came out there and we 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 all shot it up. And then you guys, we left, me and my dad headed home, and you guys, and that's when... That's right. your dad was there. Yeah, my dad was with me. That's right, I do remember that. And that's when I knew this guy is down to earth, uh, a good
0: good dude, because other people would have brushed you off, or brushed me off. And honestly, the whole reason for expanding my YouTube channel was I felt like people were asking general questions, but wanting... college grade educations out of small questions and it was like I felt like I wasn't I had enough guys that were like you're just not telling me something and it's like it's not that I'm not telling you something it's you asked me a question I answered the question you were looking for an answer to that question I gave you that answer but you were looking for this answer not the direct answer so I started expanding on my YouTube channel and like going off into tangents and some people were like oh my god your videos are so long winded it's like yeah well I, I don't make videos for well this is my thing if you want to learn something you're going to watch the video and I don't make the videos for I, like 50,000 people I make the video for that one person that's going go. to watch it and get something out of it same with these podcasts I've got to give a shout out to the guy's name was Michael James oh, yeah, or that, something that, like that. that yeah, yes, that was awesome. The whole reason I made this podcast was so that other polishers could relate, relate to other people in the industry and see that we're all going through the same struggles and we're all going through the same things. And your conversation with me might bring up a topic that somebody else was wanting an answer to, and now they're getting it. Yeah. And I think his name was Michael James. If it's not, I'm terribly sorry. But he sent me this long thank you note. It was awesome. He read it to me. And I read it to him. And I was like, hell yeah. And he said it was about Zach's podcast. I sent Zach the message as well. Zach was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, who sent you this? And I, I told him who sent it. And I was like, this one person made all these podcasts worth it for me. Yep. Joe Clemente calling me today was like, dude, you hit it right on the head. Like. This is exactly what I needed to hear at this moment. You telling me, like, this podcast hit it on the head. Yeah. Casey telling it to me. Like, all these guys reaching out that are like, this is exactly what we needed. Like, I've I've needed it. Did we trust you, Evan, that yes, you went through those same struggles? Yes. But hearing you talk to other polishers that are going through the same thing, it's like, oh, shit, we all did go through the same struggle. I'm still going through it. I mean, I still... I still go through it. And I hope that listening to these things and watching the YouTube videos and listening to the podcasts help you struggle less. Yeah. That's all I hope for. Is that you guys don't have to struggle as hard as I did or think that you're the only one that's yeah. struggling. Right. Um so
1: yeah, and I don't know what else I would go back. Of course, I'm a little I new gotta look to this name up cuz it's going bother. You. Keep going. I'm going to I'm new to it still. So but yeah, I would think I would tell myself not to be afraid, so called let's air quote afraid of you.
0: You know what I'm saying? And and would have asked more. His name was Michael James, so I did nail that on there. Yeah, you did. And he sent me Man, it was it was a a good a giant paragraph. Like
1: I could never write that
0: to you. About a, a polisher that is going through the same struggles and it's great to just hear that other people are going through the Keep same going. thing, and he's just a polisher trying to provide for his for his um, for his kids, and uh, he's a perfectionist at heart, and that's that's his biggest downfall. Like honestly, I am too. Ninety nine percent of the polishers I know, yeah. the biggest reason why their business isn't growing crazy is because they are more of a perfectionist than what their customers are. Stay tuned for that uh, wheelie polished episode because I think that'll be a good. I think it's going to change change the game for a lot of people, and if, if it doesn't, maybe it changes two or three jobs a year and gets you started on that path to expanding your business and making more money out of what you're already currently doing. I think another good
1: thing too is, um, well, as you as you saw with me and you, I, I saw it with you too we we take the time we set the grinder down we talk to the customer yep and get a feel i get a feel when i talk to him for what we can do and yeah. as we progress through that job we 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 got a feel for what he wanted yep and and we knew what we had to do to make him happy
0: it can be a double edged sword it can be like sometimes i like to treat my customers like family yep. and i know you do as well yes you're right <laughs> so sometimes like and especially when you're working solo, like if you pull yourself off that job for like thirty minutes, you kinda like relax a little bit, your body gets rid of that muscle memory and restarting is it like Oh, it's brutal, right? <laughs> we were talking about that too while we were doing that. You so know? it's like I I try to find that delicate balance where like, yes, I need to talk to the customer and especially when he first walks in, like you wanna greet him you know that kind of stuff but at the same time like when you're in the groove it's got to be like all right i'm sorry i gotta get back to this yeah. because if my muscle memory changes the whole pattern is going to be <coughs> screwed up so. yeah
1: yeah i'm with you on that yeah so what's
0: the last question i get to ask the question the last now. one is i'm gonna let you have one
1: all right um well i got a couple that's fine and i want you to that's explain fine.
0: i've had the you tape. in the hot seat
1: this whole time i want to i want you to explain the tape okay so tape you you've been. No, hold on. Let me go. I'm using yellow tape. All right,
0: and the stuff from the auto body supply store. Yes. Yeah. And it's a quality tape. It's, it's a, a very good tape. I I will not take it away from that. I personally used to use it as well. Um, I stopped using it. Um, it's it's not that much more expensive to buy the blue, Scotch or blue, Duck brand tape, not tape. Tape, duck brand like yeah. quack quack duck yes. brand. Blue um, tape, blue the blue, blue painters tape. tape yeah. yeah, I buy mine from uh, Walmart. I buy it in bulk. I usually buy it on their website so mm-hmm. that I can get it in bulk instead of just like the couple packs that you get in the store. I, it, when I'm in a pinch, I buy it in the store. Yeah, it's like six bucks for two rolls or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The yellow stuff is like four bucks for two rolls or. I think I got that whole roll for like 12 bucks 12 bucks yeah. and there's six rolls in six there Six rolls. In. so it's still four bucks every yeah. two rolls so uh, the main reason I do the blue is the and ad- I found this out the today. adhesive so if you're putting it on stuff that's been freshly waxed, the yellow is the only thing that's gonna stick, stick to it, yes. because the blue is designed not to stick long term yes. so the yellow if I have it, Taped off on something like a grill, if I bump that yellow tape, it's gonna leave a black spooge mark. Yes. Like, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. Like, adhesive comes off. It, yeah, it has to be the heat
1: gets transfer. The hot. It I don't know. Transfers to that tape, and it just makes that
0: adhesive gooey. Really gooey. Re- really gooey. And so, it's a
1: pain to get off.
0: I always say, like, you have to use mineral spirits or carb cleaner to get it yes. off. So, I always found myself with a ton of cleanup time. Once again, leads back to if you're selling time, I'm buying. Like, I can't buy time. So, anything that takes more time for me, I equivalate it into a dollar and cents value. Mm-hmm. So, I found that yes, I can save, what is it, $2 on two rolls of yellow, $4 oh, yeah. to $6. So, I can save a dollar per roll or I can spend 50 cents in mineral spirits to wipe all the excess off and spend 30 minutes on, an, on a big job where 30 minutes is 50 bucks. Yeah. Worth that the value for me. Here.
1: So. And you're doing cleanup. <laughs> That's no fun. Blue, I'm just peel it off, I'm done. And he proved that uh, because we did a panel and he wouldn't do it, and and he's like, I'll do it if we have blue tape, and I'm like, blue <laughs> because tape. I knew it'd
0: be so much cleanup. Yeah. Like the cleanup would have took longer than the polishing.
1: So he gets the blue tape out because he had a roll, he happened to have one roll, or a couple rolls, and uh, I taped it off, and he he was hitting it with a buffer, and we were not getting any of the goo. And I'm always like, buffing right across it. Yeah. Across it. And I'm like, okay, I see exactly. What you mean? And I will use the six rolls of yellow that I have, but be Just very, up. Yeah. be very careful. Yep. And then it's going to be switched to blue. Yep. So, buy blue. Don't buy yellow.
0: <laughs> and There's nothing wrong with you. I, I know, but and some people don't do a whole lot of cleanup. You yeah. know, like I've seen some guys use yellow and have no issues. I have always had issues. I, well, with it. I I saw it today when yeah. we I mean. And
1: then I've noticed with the yellow, if you do run the buff across the yellow and you go to pull it off, it, it leaves risks. part of it there. Yeah. It leaves part of it there like yeah. it's gotten too blue hot. Who doesn't do that? Yeah, and blue, he buffed across it. I pulled it right off. So yeah. I'm I'm set on the blue now. Um, I have another question for you before we run out yeah. of time.
0: No, you're good. Dry aluminum. Explain it to me. Oh. I'm glad you saw it because it's the worst thing in the it world is, to explain it, it
1: is. so and I'll kinda of help I mean I I get the gist of it yeah. now and I saw
0: it so I've, I just put out that acid video on my YouTube channel so I hope a lot of people oh, watch yes. that because yes. that definitely explains a lot more on dry aluminum I want to do that video again in six months and after I acidize it the second time, because I have it sitting on my shelf, now just withering away. Withering away. So in six months, I want to dunk it in acid again, and do the exact same experiment, and then pull it out, and then let it sit another six months. So this experiment is going to take a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As it sits another six months, I want that aluminum to just dry out so that I can actually make a video on what dry aluminum is, because it's hard to explain. Like. Acid's a sponge. It soaks up everything it comes in contact with. Well, let's time out here.
1: I, I heard you explaining something to Bill about a rim
0: that you had. With a port, with pits. Oh, yes. yes. That could kinda help. So, I had a customer, a, a very good customer, years back. He brought me a nasty ball and seat wheel that was just terrible. And I'm like, it was pitted It had holes in it that were big enough to be probably the head of a a penny nail. You know, like the bigger size nail. Not like giant, but a penny nail. So it had been acidized in acidized. For the last 30 years. Yeah. And these pits were so big that I told him, I can't get these pits all the way out. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. He's like, well, just sand it the best you can. I'm like, listen it's likely gonna crack before it turns out great Mm -hmm. it was that bad like these these were craters if you ran your hand across it like it cut your hand it was that bad bad. and he's like well i just want it shiny like okay all right (laughs) so i started sanding it it cracked during the sanding process like i didn't even get to the polishing process so i called him up because
1: it was brittle
0: and dry it was brittle and dry so i called him up i'm like hey your wheel cracked while i was sanding it I'm gonna have to get you a new one. Like it's just, it's not gonna polish because it it just cracked. Mm-hmm. I heard it, like you hear it on the machine when it happens. It like ding, and you're like, yeah, it cracked. Like it's rare, but I've heard it enough times now I know when it happens and it's just. I've seen wheels really crack. Wheels are old when they're that dry. It runs the risk of cracking. I heard it. Called him onto the next situation. He comes back. And I said, can I keep this wheel? Like, I just want to cut it. Saw it in half. Saw it in half. And just look at the pores of it. Mm -hmm. He's like, honestly, I'd like to stick around and hang out for that. He goes, honestly, like, this wheel was, it was constantly losing air. Oh, really? So I'm like, okay. So we literally used a sawzall with a freaking metal blade and just cut through it you know how long it took to cut a oh, built uh, forged wheel like that? Well, if it was dry and brittle, we might not have taken that long. It was actually not as long as you <laughs> think. So we cut through it, and as we're cutting through it, like one of the pores actually had a hole all the way through to the inside. So it was like an arrow, The right? acid had actually worked its way through all the way to the other side. And as I was pointing out to Bill today, actually it was Bill's brother I was pointing it out yes. to. Yeah. Um, He was standing there, and I'm like, you see some of these little pits here? These little pits, some of them have worked their way further in. Like We sanded that thing out to 180 rotary, and it wasn't touching some spots. The pits were still deeper than that. So as as acid works its way in, it's now made air pockets so that air can get in. As air gets in, it starts drying that aluminum out. It Mm -hmm. takes all the moisture out of it. Which is why some of of the areas I had come on hand polished before we even touched it because I wanted some moisture in it so that the buff didn't just turn instantly black when we went to buff it. So dry aluminum is just simply that. Acid's gotten in or just weather has beaten up on it to the point of it's dried it out enough that it's not accepting a polish. And
1: it's crazy... Um, we did the the, the rub rails and we didn't even sand them, but we put the lumi on. And then, even after we cut them twice, um, they still look dry. Yeah. Like, um, when you cut and color, after you color, the aluminum looks wet to me. Yeah. It yeah. looks like it's wet. It feels wet, too. Yeah.
0: And that rub rail still looked dry to me. Yeah. And it if did, you felt it, it still felt a little crusty. But. I don't think acid will see that trailer again. Yeah, I bet not either. So, I bet not either. It'll only get better. We and like, have, I, like we I, have... I told you, like the trailer turned out good, but next year, if he has you come back and touch it up, it's gonna look great. Yeah, because there's moisture in there's it again. moisture in it, and, and the acid's not gonna be hitting it, so it's not gonna be trying to. Pull the trailer's up. gonna be a lot more acceptable to soaking in a fresh polish next year since it has moisture in it. You'll use, you'll knock that thing off six eight hours by yourself. That's what I kind of think. I mean. It won't take Especially if he it has, it, has a setup like it set oh, up like what he had it. Oh yeah, dude, having it up on the jack stands. <laughs> all ready really well. to go. That was awesome. It that did awesome. make me nervous climbing in and out of because that that suspension was moving it, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I felt it too. It didn't it didn't phase him one bit. No, he was he, hopping around in that thing like nothing. I he yeah, he's uh he's been around. He's an like old school cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like him. He's a real chocolate cowboy. Yeah, I like, yep. I like these him. new cowboys. I like
1: him. So basically a lot of acid, um Will cause aluminum to dry out oh, and just and that was an 06 uh, yeah that we polished yeah 06 so, trailer, 14 um, years old yeah so and had been acidized um, <coughs>
0: he said for the last 10 years yep so not as I didn't know that as, like, he didn't tell washes. me that <laughs> so um, not as heavily as like most truck washes
1: but no he doesn't He's, he he says he cuts it down um, so
0: um. Yeah, that's.
1: that was dry aluminum.
0: And dry thinking, aluminum will always take three to four times as much compound. And it felt like it did. Uh, well, like I said, even the sandpaper. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I believe I used it. at least three to four times as much sandpaper yes. on that trailer. I couldn't believe the stack of... Or the trash can of... Sandpaper. Dude, <laughs> if we'd have pulled it out, it was yeah, that thick.
1: Yes. Like, it yeah. was deep. It's crazy. We had a trash can that we kept throwing our pads in
0: and it was, yeah. It was 600 grit, I never go through a full box. Luckily for this trip I grabbed two boxes. Thank you. And even then, luckily you had brought a box too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had used both of them and didn't even realize I used both of them. Yeah. And then I still used like half of your box. Oh, I had two pieces left. Oh, really? So yeah, and that, that was a, a full, full box? No, that was two
1: boxes <laughs> put together. I did get, oh, yeah. Oh I had two. I had bought two boxes and put them in one, so I didn't have so many boxes. So you used a hundred sheets out of my box, well, and any. I
0: used hundred sheets. You used ninety-eight sheets out of my box, and I used a hundred out of mine. Yeah. So one hundred ninety-eight sheets, just six hundred. Yeah. Like one eighty, I know for sure we went through, at well, plus the five. Yeah. I yeah. you know, just said the five inch. So when you guys well. are think think you're using a lot of sandpaper, I mean, we used a lot of sandpaper. And just one hundred ninety-eight sheets. That's hundred bucks of sandpaper. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it adds up fast. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to think of how much sandpaper you can spend on a big job.
1: Yeah. And now my mind's blank, and I don't know what I was going to ask you. Man. And if I you would, don't, if you don't have an inventory, I mean, sometimes I don't want to <laughs> know how much I use. Uh huh. But. um I get it at a pretty good price, so yeah. But after what he did to me, because
0: I wanted to supply everything. Nah, listen. I know, but we came in on the same page, and we're leaving on the same page. I mean, we did well on this job, and I'm happy. You're happy. He's happy. We're good. good. We're good. Yeah. So that's all that matters. And he
1: wants me back as soon as he can.
0: Yeah. So so. (laughs) even that's even better. yet. Yeah. I mean. He's a good old boy. And he said if he comes through Wisconsin, he's gonna swing in just the same. Yeah, say hi, so. I saw that. I yeah. saw it. I, I guess he's got he a um, niece. A niece that lives in Sturgeon Bay or something. Yep. So he literally would drive right past me to get up there. So I was like, yeah, stop in any time. He's That's not stopping in to get any work done, which is good. Hey, even if he did, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, and for what it's worth, I don't care if any of my guys stop in by you <coughs> either. I used to get butthurt over that stuff. It doesn't bother me anymore. Like I think I there's enough, enough to I, go
1: around. I can't take care of everybody. There's enough, and that's what my thing is too. Being a, a you know a part timer and and I call myself a part timer, you know, and solo and like uh, today I got two calls and I just told them I said I had to, not turn them down, but I said if you get polished by somebody else. Because I don't know when I'm going. I'm not going to, go to tell you a date because I don't, if I don't get to you... Because you I, keep a list, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I said, right now, I'm just... I don't know. And I said,
0: if you get polished by somebody else, it ain't my heart. If now. I call you when you're on the list and I can't get you in. You know, that's one I, and thing I, I got away from years ago was a list. Like, I used to just keep a list and I'd call everybody when they were next up. And now it's like I have a schedule because I know how long it's going to take. But that's a full-time thing. Yeah, Like, part-time... Well, the main reason why I keep a list, um, and maybe some other guys can
1: relate to this, is that I hate, I know how, I always try to put myself in a customer's shoes. And when a guy says he'll do something, and with me being the way I am, every time I talk to a guy and I put him on the list, I always tell him, I will call you back. If you don't hear from me for two weeks, don't think I forgot about you. Yeah. And I always try to call them. And I have the dates that they all have called me. Yeah. And I'll go back through my list. Okay, I'm getting close to this guy being three weeks. I'll call him to just touch base with him. Yeah. To let him know He's that correct. I yeah, yeah, and I haven't forgot about you. And they all are appreciated. I would appreciate that if I was a customer
0: to do that. See, for so, me, I like an exact date because now, if I had a list, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know. Like if I kept it. everybody on a list, like, and if you didn't know when your day was, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Like it could be three months, six months, like. But that's the difference between
1: a full-time and a part-time yeah. and, um, uh, but I, I just do that. That's something that I feel comfortable with because I don't want to forget a guy. I don't want to tell a guy that I'm, yeah, I polish you um, in a couple weeks
0: or three weeks and then forget about him. And yeah. not
1: meaning to do it.
0: Oh dude, I feel terrible all the time. Like, I yeah. forget about people all the time. And I don't do it on purpose. Purse, like, yeah. There's very few people... I have a no-polish list. Like, they burnt me, or they've no-called, no-showed a number of times. Oh, and, man. like, if you call, I'm not going to call you back. Yeah, You have to call me, and you have to catch me on a good day, because, like, you are on <laughs> my do-not-polish list. So I do It's a that, short list, but I still have that list.
1: I do that just to... You know, let them know that I haven't. For- and a lot of times when I call them, it's a two-minute conversation. Hey, yeah, Chase. Just letting you know I haven't forgot about you. I'm getting to. I'll be getting to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, buddy. You know. And it's. I that's do know a end. bunch
0: of guys that have lists too. I mean, it works well for the guys that are part time or. Like, I'm booked till the end of September. Well, a lot happens
1: between Monday. And Thursday yeah with my regular job yeah. so if you can't do stuff during the week exactly yeah it's like I don't want like I said I don't want to skip over somebody and and not intentionally forget
0: them but forget them. my wife hates my schedule sometimes because it's like she needs to plan the year in December because as soon as I start booking people it's over. Yeah. Like, I'll book every day because I'm a workaholic. That's the way I... And my wife hates it because yeah. if she wants to take a vacation, it's like, all right, I got to find a week in the okay. middle of nowhere where nobody's yeah. on the schedule. And even then, my weekends book up, like, months so, in advance. So May. tell me, do you do six days a week? Do you take Sunday to be, or do no, you... No, I'm eight days a week. Are you? Like, when it's it's time to make hay, I'm, I'm there. I don't I'm cutting. like Like, winters and... I don't know, this year I kind of throttled back a little bit. Like, I realized it's hard on my guys to work seven days a week, but I myself will still well, work dude, seven we'll days a week. Well, you'll go into the shop and... I'll work a truck by myself on a Sunday and yeah. let the guys have off on Sunday or I'll let the guys have off... Like, What I did this year was if I had a cancellation, like middle of the week or something, like if I had a Wednesday or a Tuesday and somebody called in, I'd tell Kavan, like, you can go home for the day and just have today off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like tuesdays or wednesdays were our weekend and i'll work sundays and saturdays because i know a lot of truck drivers are home saturdays and sundays and it's like i hate to tell them no when i know they're going to be home and it's more convenient Convenient for them them. instead of having to take a day off during the week but there's only two weekend days well friday saturday and sunday there's three i guess but those are the ones that book up the fastest so then i'm still stuck with putting people during the middle of the week and we do a lot of big fleets yet. So, like a lot of our fleet guys, they're like, so yeah, we can rotate roll. two trucks home during the middle of the week. So we can have two trucks this day, two trucks that day, two trucks that day, you know. So our midweek stuff books up early in spring and it books up busy in the fall because everybody wants to get in before to Get that winter stuff off and the guys that want to get them ready for the winter to be here. Yep. So it's like, I don't know, you can't win both ways. And our client list has gotten too big. I need like six more good polishers to keep up with everybody that we have in the area. Like I said, we've got 12 local polishers that we compete with on a regular basis, and we're still busy. Crazy that's good. busy. That's good. Then I think a lot of that's uh, the reputation you build
1: up. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing? No, I, that's it is a good, thing. Thing. That's a good and thing. And I'm grateful
0: for it. It's one of those things that like, I, w- I would do it all over again. That you
1: told me that you would give away all the show stuff and just be a
0: policy. I would. I, I enjoy my show family. Um, I call them my show family. Yep. Um, I really do enjoy the show family. There's a lot more drama around the shows. But with that said, the people they're are... good people.
1: They're good people.
0: There are a lot of really good people. Yes, there is. And I miss those guys when we're not, like this year, not having the I shows. Know, it was, so it's just been yeah. killing me. Because like some of the people, the only time I saw them was at the shows, and I wouldn't change that for the world. But you could deal with with if I didn't have shows. (laughs) This year, my profit margins are up thirty percent. Thirty percent. Because you've done more work and less overhead. Like I haven't. No, I've done less work this year. Less work than we have in past years. Our truck numbers are down this year. Are they? And not because we couldn't do more. It's just. I'm understaffed this year. We've been low staffed all year. Covid. So, well, covid really didn't slow us down all that much. I know. I noticed that too. It actually might have sped me up. Yeah, because more people more. have been around. Yeah, but I- we haven't gotten to do some of our bigger fleets because I wasn't able to do mobile. Yeah. This whole year. But. Um, You're an essential, dude. You keep the trucks shining. I know, but <laughs> I got one cop in our area. I know. I'm just something. giving you a hard time, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, our truck numbers are down, but our overheads down as well. So like, I don't have the show expense. And like I said in one of my past videos, it cost me sixty grand to go to shows. Like I lost sixty grand going to shows. See, and that's what I did.
1: From, Keeping that sixty grand from then 40% our side. Of it looks all fame and glory, cake and
0: ice cream, and I got all the toys. I got a nice yeah. truck. Like. I got a I got a loan on the truck. I got a loan on my house. <laughs> you're, just like just like us. Us.
1: <laughs> you're just like us. You're just like us. You're just a normal guy I that work my butt off works to pay his the butt. loans. Yeah, I yeah.
0: mean, I mean, yeah, you're just like us. It's, it's just that's all there is to it. Like we're all we're all on that daily grind. You know, some of us got loans. Some of us were able to pay cash. I was not one of those guys who well, was able that, to pay uh, cash. Yeah, I didn't. No. My my dad didn't give me my business. My my parents didn't give me a giant inheritance and nope. I had to start this thing on my own with $200 paycheck that I had when I left the truck wash like I started this thing on $200 like that's that's about what I had no I probably had more than that because I bought all the wrong buffs <laughs> so I probably had more
1: than that and my wife is like see the credit card bill, you know, and she's like, uh, what are
0: you buying? Dude, my wife used to run and pick supplies up for me. Like, she did? I'd be at a job site and like, uh, I need like <laughs> two buffs today. Can you go get some for me? She's like, yeah, can I stop by and get some cash? Like, uh, my wife would I'm not going to get paid until tonight.
1: But she was seeing, you know, I wasn't doing it for money back then. I was yeah. doing it for my own truck and yeah. she would a hundred dollars in buffs. And wow, well, she didn't know what they but were. You're spending this money on yourself. Yeah. And she's right like, why. what are you buying? And I'm like, uh, stuff to polish my truck. Are they reimbursing? No, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like, and I was buying all wrong stuff.
0: I actually, pro- I still have the first bar that I ever bought. Really? But yeah, the Zephyr Blue Bar. Really? I still got it. Yeah. yeah. I'd have burnt it up somewhere. Uh-huh. It's actually not a terrible bar. Well, I just thought I'd keep it for a moment. But, you know. <laughs> it, it caused me a lot of headaches. <laughs> I've got a lot of my first stuff. Yeah, I'm a something. collector of all things garbage. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I
1: just, I just, just, got it. It's up on my shelf, and it's got a lot of
0: dust on it. A lot of the famous people I've met, I had them sign something so I keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Craig Heard from Hurd Built owns all the first yes. bottles of my new. Yeah, uh, I
1: was gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. When I
0: was talking about developing my own, he's like, "Evan, I want the first bottles," and I'm like no, first bottles are going on my shelf. He's like, no, no, I'll buy them. He's like, I just want to be able to say- I have the first He's one. like, I want to support you. He's like, I want to be able to say I have the first ones. And I'm like, I don't know if I want somebody else to So do you have, have number twos? I do. Mm-hmm. I have all the number twos sitting on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he jokes around that he's going to sell me back the number one that he wants to retire. And I'm like, no, honestly, you can keep them. I, I appreciate the support. And I, I'm very grateful for his friendship and his mentorship. Um, he's been a he's been a good role model in my life the, this last year and a half in a time when I needed an extra person in my life to kind of help me through. It's always good to have them people. He's gone through a lot of the same situations I went through, so it was kind of nice to have that guy that had that experience to be able to help me through that situation. So, Craig, I hope you're not listening to this because it will inflate your head even more and I won't be able to get you <laughs> in or out of anywhere. <laughs> oh. But, no, I, I, I think it... Um, I think it was great and yeah, he holds all the number ones and any time we release a new product it's he wants it. It's part of his deal that I have to You ship just send it right one. to him. Yeah, you, if you it just right send him one. a bill, he cuts me the check. It's like yeah, whatever. It is what it then is. Then you signed it too. Man. Yeah, and he told me I had to write number 1 on the bottom so that it was legit legit and I had to sign it. So, that's pretty cool though. He buys number 1 and number 3 of every bottle and then he uses number 3 in his inventory. Sweet. So, he has officially owned and all the got number ones, number twos. and I've got all the number twos sitting on my shelf at home, <laughs> except my glass cleaner, that I have number one. Because yeah. that was made. That was before. That was made before Craig. Yeah. Before I even who Craig was. How did you meet him? Uh, crazy story. Um, I did that how to properly wash a UTV video. Oh yeah, and we kind of did it as a joke, because um, I I thoroughly love what I love washing stuff. Like my original passion was to wash. Like I had no interest in metal polishing at because all. Because that's and, what you did. You worked trucks. So I did that since I was I don't know I think I gave the business like um, not a business license but a worker permit at like 13, and I started working in a local place at like 12, maybe it was either 12 or 13 and that was the only thing they'd let us do because we were young kids they'd only let us wash so that was my first passion (coughs) and that passion fell through all the way through that was my
1: first job too washing yeah and a car dealership
0: that's funny i hated everybody oh i love (laughs) i still love washing so i made this youtube the the youtube UTV, how to wash a UTV. He's a big UTV yeah, guy. He I built UTVs yeah. Some, some and, awesome U- UTVs. And he happened to um, just be YouTubing. He had some issues with the, the model that he has. So he was YouTubing how to properly wash the specific UTV that he owns. Because he was having issues getting mud out of the panels and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So he was YouTubing it and he happened to stumble across my video and he just like watched it. it and it was like 20 or 30 minutes long, whatever it was, and he watched it, he was like, this is a thorough, well done video. And he always jokes around with me, he's like, I watched that video and I was like, this dude's legit. Like, he knows what he's talking about, he did it, it came out clean, he's like, I need to deal with this guy. So, he used that video, learned from it, posted his own video on Instagram, tagged me in it and I was like I had no idea who he was mm-hmm. but when I watched that video I was like dude this guy just gave me like big props on how he said my video was really well done and he, I did that video as a joke. he got yeah <laughs> he got his inspiration from the video yeah. and then tagged me in it to give me credit for it and like not a lot of people do that like I, I do get some people give me credit for um, what they're talking about or what they've done and I, I'm grateful for anybody that does and I'm not ungrateful for anybody that doesn't, because I, like I said, I don't need the fame, I don't need the glory, you can keep it. But it was one of those, like, he went out of his way to give credit to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, it improved his life in how he washed, right? Like, it's such a minor thing, but to him it was a big thing. Big thing. Like I said, that's why I do this is so that maybe one little thing can change somebody's life and make their life better. And for him, that's what it was. Like it, it made his washing experience better. Like he was a better washer when he was done. And he tagged me that video, I reached out to him on his post. I, I commented on it. I was like, dude, killer video, well done. Thank you for the tag. And then I DM'd him and I said, dude, if you ever need anything, any product questions, anything, here's my cell phone number. And I sent him my cell phone number, much like I do with a lot of other people. Yeah. And he sent me a thank you. And he's like, dude, I can't believe you just gave me your personal cell phone number. I'm like, I give everybody my personal cell phone yeah. number. It's posted on every social media account yeah. I have. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's not a big secret. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I'm, I'm glad to help you out. If you ever need it, reach out. I will help you out. He just happened to be going to Daytona. Keenan Keen and I were yeah. going to Daytona to detail. And he hit me up. He's like, Hey, are you going to Daytona? I'm like, Yeah, we're going to Daytona. He's like, Would you put me on your detail schedule? I'm like, Dude, 100%. His truck is like. Immaculate anyway. Top five, top three, like, craziest detailed builds. Like, the most level of detail. And his is silver and chrome. Yeah. Like, Chrome get everything. Can't you know go much better than that. I like shiny like a squirrel on a nut. Like yeah. So when he asked me if I detail it, I was like, absolutely. Like I'd love to wash all that chrome and like make sure that thing's on point for Daytona. Like Daytona's a big show. So we put him on the schedule. Instantaneously, when we met him and his wife, like we hit it off right away. Like good people, down to earth. Just bam. Here we are just hit it off instantaneous and it was instant friendship and then um, I asked them if they would drive down to the beach to do a photo shoot with the drone and he's like well I've never really driven in the rain and it looks like it might rain today I'm like if you don't want to do it it's no big deal he said no no, no I'll do it I'm telling you that if we end up stuck in the rain you're the reason why the, we're driven in the rain <laughs>
1: and
0: sure enough we got sure, caught in the rain, the rain on the way home and he ended up driving home in the, driving back to Daytona truck me in, in the rain, rain. Uh, and I felt terrible because yeah I realized it had never gotten wet other than washed before <laughs> um, but we did all that we did an, an awesome photo shoot at the beach his truck was immaculate on point and uh, him and his wife Heather have been family ever since I mean we we solidified our friendship in that one in that the conversations we had during that photo shoot. And, It was during a transition period in my life where, as much as, as much as I say social media is bad, it can be good. Yeah, there's. I've honestly made a lot of great friends and a lot of great relationships through people that have found me through social media. It can it can be a downfall because there's, you could definitely get swallowed up whole by it. Yes. Yeah, and I try not to That's yeah important. me too I mean I try to limit myself as much as possible but there's times where like you just have to let yourself get soaked into it and you end up meeting somebody like Craig who ends up being honestly I, I just flew out for his his daughter's wedding that. a cool. couple weeks ago yeah. and his uh, it was awesome like out on the dance floor she's got all of her friends there he's got his friends there and like their whole family. We were all just dancing together, just us for like a couple songs, because it was really? like we were reliving some of our time that we had at Vegas at SEMA last year. And it was like Craig took a picture and he sent it to me. He was like, "Out of all the people here, my family was focused on you for that minute." I'm like, "No, like, I appreciate that because like I know they all treat me like family. Yeah. And I try to treat them all like family." And then that night, I, I messed. I, Called him on the way back to his house because of course he had to stay at his house as well, mm-hmm. and uh, he called. I called him and I was like, dude, if you want help working tomorrow so that your daughter can have the day off, well, his his youngest daughter, not the one that got married. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll go to work with you so that she can have so she can sleep in. Sure, I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah Tammy, hang out with your wife. They'll they'll make a good connection. Like, it'll be fine. We'll go and work. So I went and helped him install his railings from like seven in the morning till noon. So it was like, yeah. He calls all the time. He act, I saw he just texted me. Did he just go, text you? I wondered if uh,
1: somebody knew. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. That's. I just. I just wondered that.
0: Uh, he seems like. Uh, I follow him. He and called yesterday just to check on me because all this stuff that's going on in Kenosha. Uh,
1: yeah. Jesus, like,
0: Yeah, he called just to check. Well,
1: on I'm you? gonna probably
0: call you and make sure you make it back home because yeah. you gotta drive right through this stuff. He's like, I don't know how far that is from you. I'm like, yeah, it's probably like an hour and 45 minutes, almost two hours. So it's like, it's not close. Well, it's in
1: Milwaukee now, too. Yeah, so.
0: I saw that. We'll be driving through it, and we'll be driving through it in the day, so we we'll won't get know, that big that's a big deal, a, but, you know, it is what it is. Well, I'm
1: good. I mean, you've answered all my
0: questions. So. Well, I appreciate you being on, and uh, I know we got a lot of really good content, and I hope some of the solo polishers, um, and, and any polishers in general, I hope they get some Good information out of some of the stuff that you brought up and some of the topics that the two of us had brought up together, and uh, I think there was a lot of good information in this one as well. And I'm proud to have had you a part of this. I mean, you become proud to be a part. You become a good friend, and you become part of my family. So I I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know it was probably about two hours worth already.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) when you could have been sleeping. Well, I already warned you about that. I could keep going. So me too. I hope to have you on again uh, sometime in the future. Hopefully with a collaboration, maybe at the shop during, like, what Truck hope, Show. Uh, I'd uh, like to have you up one of these years for Wapon Truck Show week when all the boys are in town anyways, in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, Zach and Parker and Keenan. I'd love to meet all them guys. I'd, lo- I'd love to have you up and just shoot the breeze with all of us together in one that place. because cool. Those guys are awesome people. And um, I want to do a group conversation podcast. I know it's gonna get hectic because there's so many voices going.
1: But I think it'd be fun. Your Nebraska boys had they had me laugh. They're wild. When I listened to it. I loved it. It (laughs) was good. I'm not as funny as them, but you
0: get me going, I could probably keep up with it. I bet. That's what I mean is I think it'd be fun. So I'd like to have you on again if you'll if you'll if you do it. Oh yeah. And uh, no, I appreciate you being on this time, because we got a lot of good a lot of good content and It was a good couple days. A lot of good information. Good couple days. But awesome. We'll leave it there, and we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Yes. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. you. That was awesome.